Hi, this is Sean of The Last Podcast. And this is Ryan of The Ion Ryan Show. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and with me, as almost always, sometimes, more than likely, if he chooses, is the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. Boys are back in town. Wait. 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 Is this the multiverse? Is this the multiverse? Is this the multiverse? This is Sean of The Last Podcast. And I'm Ion Ryan of The Ion Ryan Show. And you are listening to the first ever We Pod Takeover. If you're new to the show, this is the We Pod Squad, and it involves We Podcast and We Know Things, The Last Podcast, and The Ion Ryan Show. And you can find all the nerdy news on We Podcast and We Know Things.com, the IonRyan.com, and MRCTechLLC.com. And if you like the show so much, why don't you head on over to We Podcast and We Know Things Patreon feed and donate a few shekels? Nailed it. Thanks, bud. <laughs> well, why don't we get started, Ion? It's nice to have you here. We are broadcasting on the ship right now in the command center on the bridge in Sean's basement. You got it, man. This is I, Your studio is fantastic in every possible way. Um, yeah, love it, man. Love being here. Love collaborating with you. Love stepping in to help out Greg and Sam. Uh, and also, like I, I kind of said on my show earlier in the week, this is a little bit of an opportunity that if the guys are, you know, if somebody only listens to We Podcast and We Know Things, they have us now. Uh, they're they're getting to experience um, our styles. So, yeah, man, let's tell them what we got coming up. Yeah, well, it is August 28th, and for both of us, it is a school night. It is 9.30 p.m., and we are crushing this game right now. So, Give us the rundown. Yeah, well, you figure this one should go about two and a half, three hours. <laughs> Just a little bit, something like that. <laughs> See, because uh, the first thing we're doing is we are going to unpack all of D23. The way that it fell, uh, my show didn't get to delve into it yet. Uh, we podcast and we know things didn't get to delve into it. So we're going to unpack like everything. Uh, and then we're going to go ahead and we're going to roll into uh, some of the we podcast and we know things fixtures. You want to... Uh, you want to run those three down? Yeah, so we're going to hit on the game space and give you our top three games that we love. We're going to then follow into the music space and give you some of the artists that we listen to. And then we're going to finish it off in the TV and movie section in a special segment we called What We Watched During the Summer. Yeah, that's that's the joy of working as a teacher is you uh, quote-unquote have off all summer. Really, all it is is you just don't have a bedtime. You still work all summer, but um, I know I just like to stay up late, so I look forward to that section. Uh, but should we do it? Should we jump into trivia? Absolutely. <laughs> so right. far, I think we're tied 10-10. 10-10, right? So this is for all the marbles, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're finally going to get through one of these, huh? So do you want to ask? You want to do? You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go to... first. It's oh. uh, this home court advantage, and this is my home. Oh man! So I am on the mound right now, and. Uh, this could be a little embarrassing for you, so I apologize. Uh, here's the question. Based on your current occupation, by the way, okay. what year did Archbishop Ryan open? Wow. 
Oh my gosh. All right. So what year did we actually open? Little backstory. I think uh, we are all Ryan grads in some capacity. Uh, you know, did Sam and Greg go to Ryan? Greg, De- Greg is in my class. Okay, okay. Greg's in my class. Okay. Sam, I think we're not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think his origin story is similar to the swamp. He's from parts unknown. He is from parts unknown. <laughs> He's in DC Universe. Oh, man, I can't believe you hit me in the occupation. Uh, so Archbishop Brian, fun story. Don't know if I ever told you guys this story. My mm-hmm. parents met there in 71 or 72. Ooh. Yeah, when they when they met, uh, they met at the bus stop outside after a performance at South Pacific. They said, oh, we're going to have a little boy someday, and we're going to name him Ryan. And, oh no! Um, this I was, got off. I was, this I got was, awkward. I was, quick. Na- I was named after Archbishop Brian High School. Okay, so you narrowed it down. Yeah, so it quite was, a bit. It was definitely um, so. It was no later than like seventy one or seventy two. Okay. Um, do, are you going to give me multiple choice? If you choose, remember, I, you know, we can do that, and we're going to do it for a full point too. We're yeah. not messing around. Yeah, here. for 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 uh, for the sake of uh, Greg and Sam tradition, let let give me multiple choice. Okay, here we go. This is on the 19s, by the way. 62, 64, 66, 68. All right. I'm uh, I'm just diving right in here. I'm going to say 68, final answer. Final answer, sure? I'm sure. 1966. Oh, man, that's oh, terrible. So I'm going to get fired. You're so close. I'm going to get fired. I, had to, I actually went to the website under there about me which was nice that i found it which means our website's pretty good i would yeah. say that's good all right sorry man so i can take it here and get that illustrious trophy that i think takes nearly two and a half years to get accurate accurate so uh this ne- this question this question for you i did gear it towards one of your strengths oh boy but i'm not quite sure if if this particular area is a strength okay so um which Two Star Wars characters were accidentally. W- Let me rephrase that. Which two Star Wars character names were accidentally switched when they were released as toys in the original Star Wars toy line from Kenner? This means that when the character came out, the name on his card was wrong. Mm. And 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 similarly, because as we said, it was a switch. Um, there was another character with the with the wrong name as well, and you, you when you switch these two back, they both would have the right name on the card. So it's a manufacturing snafu. Yeah, it's actually it's like a, a crea- boxing snafu. Okay. Yeah, it's like a creative. It, it, what it is is <sighs> on these Star Wars cards, they actually had a picture of the character. They had the right picture. Yeah. They had the wrong name. Oh wow. Yep. So we're talking vintage, which means that we would be in the original trilogy. Yep. So what would it be? What could easily be mixed up? So let me go through. I would I'm I want to eliminate like the t- you know the most populars, the Skywalkers, the Solos, the Leias because they probably paid attention to that. So it's going to be some kind of arbitrary character. So in our tradition, I will hear the choices. All right. So they're in a double they're in Doubled, it's right? a pair. It's yep. a pair okay. Yeah, it's a pair. That yeah, like that's the whole thing. It wasn't one of those instances mm-hmm. where like Chewbacca was labeled as Jabba. You know, yeah. like it was a thing where they just didn't know the names of the characters and they got them they got them mixed up. Mm. So uh we I'm gonna give you four choices here. Uh, four pairings. Lobot and IG eighty eight, 
R2-D2, and C-3PO, Bib Fortuna, and Yak Face, or Forlom and Zuckus? So I was right on it by saying these are non-important characters outside of our... Well, not they're not not important, but the characters... Now, I can visualize a lot of them, but I have to think... Toys would have come out during the movies or post-movies. See, I don't know the toy history, so you have me equally stumped to the uh, Ryan question. So we'll have to go with... I've never heard of the last one, so I'm going to eliminate that. That brings me down to three. I feel like R2-D2 and C-3PO, would have they would have gotten that right, which brings me down to two. Now we're down to 50-50. So I think... I'm going to go with Lobot and IG-88. Right movie, wrong characters. It was uh, it was Empire Strikes Back, and it was the Bounty Hunters. It was Forlom and Zuckus. You figure... What? I'm, so I'm not familiar with them. So, so, uh, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. figure Empire Strikes Back, they have the six Bounty Hunters standing yep, there that yep. Darth Vader's sending after them. and uh, I know Bosk. Yep. I know, so it's, I know Bubba. I know IG-88. Yep. And so then it's Forlom, Zuckus, and Dengar. So Dengar. For, I knew Dengar because yep. he's got the bandana. The bandage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so Forlom is Damn. the robot, and Zuckus kind of has like the robot kind of insect kind yeah. of head. Oh, yeah. Mislabeled them. So if you got the robot, they said that was Zuckus. Wow. And then if you got the if you got the you know insect kind of guy, they said that was Forlom. Yeah. Now obviously they never spoke the characters' names in there, um, and. I, you know, that's I don't know. Lore. Yeah, that's just straight up lore. I think what's ironic is like they could have just kept it and no one would have ever known. Zero. Zero people would have known. I, I don't know how or why. We'll have to maybe on my show or on your show, yeah. we'll have an expert come on one time and explain that history to us. I bet you it was released in like Star Wars Insider. Right. Like the like a magazine at some point. It was right. like, oh, there's an edit on the Kenner line. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And it was yep. like a little blurb. And things like a, someone wrote in and was like, no, this person is actually not named correctly. You know, something, somebody who worked on the film who saw the script. These were good questions. Yeah, I enjoyed well that. Well done. And so, so, in WePod fashion, no one got them right. We're tied. 10-10. <laughs> we're tied 10, 10. And we'll bring this back in a month or five. Well, yeah, or, you know, after the 299th episode. Perfect. Um, you know, we'll do our little interlude here before they do their 300th. And, yeah, see what happens. We'll be like, I'll be like. 37 at You'll that see time. in three years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, should we dive into it? Should we dive yeah. into D23? Absolutely. Now, uh, you and I will kind of play this one by ear. Sure. Obviously, there is a ton of news that is coming out of D23. A lot of it is related to Disney+. Plus. Uh, there's some other stuff mixed in there. There's still yeah. some Marvel movies that are still going to come out in yeah. the movie theater. Uh, if we feel like we're getting a little long-winded on the Marvel stuff and you want to pop in some Star Wars, we'll do it up. Uh, but so Disney Plus, it's the streaming service mm-hmm. that will be available. It's it's many people are calling it Disney's Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the actual price point on it is twelve ninety nine. When you get the when you get the bundle, if you get the bundle, it's seven. Okay, six, six ninety nine, seven ninety nine. If you get it by itself, if you get it by itself, yeah. and then they have the bundle which includes ESPN Plus and Hulu. Is that with ads? Hulu. It is. I, I believe yeah. it's the non premium version of Hulu. Okay. Hulu is interesting in that regard because you can also, when you have a student Spotify, you can also get Hulu. Yes. Um, I wonder how that's all going to work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, uh, 
so yeah, there's there's two different options out there. It's basically going to be the seven dollar yeah. version, the thirteen dollar version, and maybe at the end we'll talk about. You want to well, do it now? Let's jump in. Yeah, uh, I know Greg posted this, and I I saw it on Twitter uh, through a few users. But if you do become a general member of the D twenty three website, you need a Disney account, which I did have. Uh, you will get sent a link, and the link is basically you buy three, two years of Disney Plus for three years worth of service, which brings it to about $150, which is like $4 a month, which is a good deal. But you cannot bundle it. Oh, That's what I read on Twitter, that you cannot bundle it. So you would be buying this individually. Well, so as we said, th- that might actually be, in case you don't want ESPN Plus at all. Not interested. Look into the whole Spotify Hulu thing, yeah. you know, and maybe that's where you pull in your Hulu from. Right. I'm not really a Hulu guy in general, but uh, listen, I pay two hundred seventy five dollars for Comcast every month and I love every bit of it. Me too. Whatever. Dude. I'm not a cord cutter. Like I want to be able to turn on my television and have an obnoxious number of channels to tune to. I need it to work. Yeah, that's it. Flawless. I don't want to worry about internet speed. I like speaking into my little remote control and being like, show me everything that's on television. Hundreds and thousands of movies. A lot of them kind of suck. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of my Comcast subscription, which puts me in, in a rarefied air. I'm so glad that we can agree on that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my big thing about cord cutting is that actually the Roku boxes have gotten better. Smart TVs has gotten better with their operating system. You can't expect the older generation to get a smart TV and know how to use it. Yeah, it's my mom. My mom's struggling with it. She's in her sixties. She just she doesn't know how to. What app do I pull up? I felt so bad for her. I have Netflix for her. I got her the Amazon Fire Stick, and she wanted to catch up on. I think this is us. I was like, Mom, I was like, last night's episode yeah. of This Is Us isn't on Netflix, yeah. which you may be laughing at that, but like older generations don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I think the other thing, too, is you remember for a little while there, we lived in like the Wild West of apps yes. when when <clears throat> NBC was first launching the NBC, ABC, CBS, all those apps. There was no fee associated with it mm-hmm. and there was actually no required cable subscription. You could get a, they were just, because they wanted you to get the app. Yes. Uh, But those days are over. Mm -hmm. CBS, you got to pay some money for. Uh, Hulu, you got to pay money for. Uh, uh, Everything. And that's the whole thing. Well, even though you're cutting the cord, if you watch a lot of media, you, um, you're best just getting television instead of paying, you know, five to $12 a month for stuff. I see it all the time on, you know, people often ask my opinion on it. And my sister has Sling. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it works well. If the Wi-Fi is working well, she put her Wi-Fi, her, she put a router in her closet. Yeah, well, I don't know the cords, and I'm like, listen, put in a Faraday cage. We can't see, you know, can't see anything. Yada yada yada. My friend Mike has Hulu Plus, loves it. Yeah, but he's on about a thirty to forty-five second delay Ooh. between what I'm looking at on sports and what he's looking at. So during Ooh. during Flyers games, he's like radio silence because he doesn't want to hear it. So we only react. After he reacts, because we know we've already seen this and we're excited for it. So, again, listen, pluses and minus the tech. Remember, you're trying to save money, but is the effort worth it? No. Uh, I mean, for me personally, right now, it is not. Yeah. Uh, but so, speaking of that, here's another streaming service for you to subscribe yeah, another to. another streaming service. I think we both firmly believe this is a yeah. good deal. We'll do our kind of post-mortem yeah. after we discuss everything. Uh, so, from D23, Disney Plus stuff. 
So if you sign up for Disney Plus when it drops on November the 12th, here's some of the content you're getting from Marvel right out of the gate. All right, we're looking at Captain Marvel, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 3, and Thor The Dark World. Believe it or not, on day one, those are the only Marvel movies that are going to be on there. Do you know why? Because all the rest of them are on demand on our wonderful $300 a month cable subscriptions. I'm sure, there's licensing problems there. And there's some licensing issues there. But eventually, they're going to bring everything back home. Nothing's licensed in perpetuity. Nothing has, uh, you know, flown the coop. Probably just, you know, an 18-month or two-year, three-year thing. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but one month after, one month after, you will be getting, on December 11th, Avengers Endgame. That will be joining the Disney Plus family. And uh, I guess a lot of, you know, when some of the Netflix stuff, um, because right now Infinity War Mm -hmm. is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. When that licensing is over, I guess it will come home to Disney Plus. They couldn't just immediately pull it off. Yeah. So let me just point out that the four movies available, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Iron Man 3, and Thor Dark World, three of the four are arguably not good movies. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I would say two of the four are not. Are I like. Well, good. I liked Captain Marvel. Okay. I know some people. Yeah, yeah, me didn't too. Like me it. too. I'm a Captain um, Marvel guy. Obviously, Iron Man, great. Mm-hmm. Um, started us off. Iron Man three is like the junk food movie you could throw away. Yeah. Fine. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Thor: Dark World. I haven't seen it enough to give a true opinion on it. I'm a dark horse guy that actually yeah. likes Dark Dark World a little yeah. bit. I think there's some good storytelling things in there, and I think it delivers Thor from. It makes them more human. Yeah, I enjoyed that. But you're right. You you don't have the smash hits. It would have been really nice if on day one they had Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor right. 1. Right. So, uh, so those are the movies you're looking at. Uh, obviously, more movies are coming eventually. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Disney Plus stuff. I'm going to skip that one little... Um, nah, nah, let, let's do it. D23, Marvel stuff, Disney Parks news, okay? Mm-hmm. Avengers Campus, which is actually a, a, it's going to be a land in Disneyland, out, out of California Adventure. I, I don't know. I, I've never done the whole Disney California thing. So I don't know if California Adventure and Disneyland are two separate parks. Uh, but, but I think that the Avengers Campus is going to be at California Adventure. And then it's also going to be a Disney Paris. Uh, Now, what's interesting about that is there's actually going to be a story that you can kind of go through, perhaps a little bit like Galaxy's Edge. I know there's kind of a story that the audience is kind of living through at Galaxy's Edge. Uh, And there's going to be some tie between the two parks. When they showed the map, they pointed to like the the jet. What is it? The Quinjet? The Quinjet. Yeah, yeah. And they said, oh, and this is what connects you to Disney Paris. I don't know what that means. They they were very nonspecific about Mm. things. Um that's going to open in 2020, but there's something a little bit weird about it. Yeah. And that is the fact that kind of the cornerstone of the story is about Peter Parker and spider bots. Awkward. <laughs> Majorly <laughs> awkward. <laughs> so uh, obviously they could lean in the direction of the comics, which I guess they still own, yeah. you know. Um, well, it's not a movie, right? <laughs> Isn't that the rule? It's yeah. production. Yeah. And this is not a movie. The same reason why Universal still has rights yep. up until X year. I think that's soon. I hope so. And then Islands of Adventure is going to have to, f- which is sidebar, they've coming out with a new park called Epic Universal, 750 square foot right down the road from Islands of Adventure. 
rumored Nintendo Land. I've heard that. There. Greg, you uh, hear that, pal? Pretty cool. But uh, I think just a California Adventure is the other park. Okay. Like Hollywood Studios is the other park to Magic Kingdom. Got it. I am heading to Disneyland in December. Nice. Might be by myself. So I'm looking forward to that. But, uh, I mean, listen, people want the experience. People mm-hmm. will pay for this experience. Uh, I've talked a lot about Galaxy's Edge and the experience you can get. One of my coworkers just went to Galaxy's Edge, and I'm furious. I said, I don't want to see any of your pictures. No communication all summer. You come back in with Star Wars Galaxy Edge pictures? No, thank you. I'll let you know in December what I think. So, you know, I think it's not for adults. It's for children. But if... I can feel like a child, then they've done it. They did exactly what they were set out to do. So, you know, I'm not going to jump at the bit for Avengers Campus, but I know one of my buddies, Ben, will, you know, and I would love to experience that with them. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm a huge I'm a huge supporter of uh, theme parks kind of blow my mind, yeah. especially the queues as you approach rides. Uh, I have this weird affinity for the air, in the ET ride at Universal, mm-hmm. before you get on there, it's like a smell I crave. I, I don't know what it is. It's yeah. probably, it's probably a byproduct of like the HVAC of yeah. keeping. Yeah. There's not something intentional, probably, where there's like air purification or anything. But maybe there is because you're supposed to be like outside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's always captured my attention. So I do look forward to Galaxy's Edge, and subsequently now I do look forward to uh, Avengers Campus at the Disney yeah. parks. Again, I don't think that's really ever going to come to mm-hmm. Orlando because of the licensing licensing yeah. agreement with uh, Universal. Um, but they're going to have a few things on Avengers Campus. Uh, there's going to be a Spider-Man attraction. Awkward. Yeah, right? <laughs> there's already a great Spider-Man ride at the Universal Wonderful. Islands of Adventure. I've been on both versions of it, too. Then there's going to be a Doctor Strange show. That'll be wild. Now, again, this is interesting because is that going to be... Because Spider Man's gonna be very comic booky or very cartoony. When we get into the when we get into you know more of the Marvel news, you'll see they have a new Spider Man cartoon coming out. So will they have a cartoon Doctor Strange or will they do like a Benedict Cumberbatch kind of thing? I don't know. Um, and then you're they're gonna have an Ant Man restaurant. They actually showed like a jumbo size pretzel, so you can see where all that's heading. I was going with smaller portions. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, but jumbo's good too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be all these jumbo things and maybe oh, some cool. small things. And yeah. then uh they're just gonna have meet and greets and characters yeah. up on rooftops doing shows. That sounds great. I like it. Yeah, so uh are we marveled out or you wanna stick with it? I'd say well let's uh let's Let's get. Do you want to go back? And forth? I mean, we'll just. Do you want to go back and forth, or? I don't know. I like. I like sticking with the topic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's get through. Let's. Let's. What I'll do is, I'll make these two Marvel things very short. Yeah. And then we'll kind of go in depth on because the movie stuff I'm gonna kind of blow through a little bit. Yeah. You know. A lot of this stuff is just like announcements. Exactly. Boom. Announcement, exactly. Announcement, exactly. Announcement reaction. Announcement reaction. All right. I'm going to do it too for fun. Oh, that was you. I heard that noise. I'm so used to hearing that noise in my house. I'm like, is it a software update? Oh, my God. It is a software update. I think it's the new feature update. And there nice. it goes. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's do it then. Sure. All right. L- let's stick with Marvel. See, uh, so Marvel's got some TV news coming. Now, this is not Disney+. Plus. This is Marvel TV. Okay. 
Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has been running on ABC for years. They got their final season coming in summer of 2020. Looking forward to it. I've stuck with that every single season. Loved it. Uh, This season, much better than the previous season. Um, One thing that I'm hoping, that they will connect it to the movies or the phases somehow. When they... uh, when Hydra came out, Marvel's Answers of S.H.I.E.L.D. changed, and that was huge. The crossover was a big deal, and they've gotten away from that. And they skipped the snap. They went a year in the future. Spoiler alert. I don't care. Uh, and I wasn't okay with it. I need to see some reaction to the TV space to make it all make sense. Yeah, I think that would be of, of huge benefit to them. And they could even, in their final episode, they could leave a lasting legacy in the MCU. Whatever that is, whether you want to introduce a character there or a concept there, and then it could stick in the MCU, and it would really shore up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s place in in the pantheon of MCU, right? Because at this point, I haven't watched any Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I didn't feel like I was missing all that much. Like you said, I know the whole Hal Hydra thing fundamentally changed the show, mm-hmm. and from a creative perspective, I was like, wow, that's a great achievement, but I didn't run to the TV to watch it. Do you know, is it, is it 22 episodes a season or is it shorter? This one was 14. Okay. I See, enjoyed it. I'm a 14. big, 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 big fan Previous, of 12 yes. to 14. So I imagine the fact that it says summer 2020, they're going to debut sometime in late May, early June, be yeah. done by all. Well, they, they don't want to compete against Disney Plus. True. For a while. That's True. A smart move. So, uh, in addition to that, uh, there's this Marvel Rising animated series. I wouldn't even have mentioned it, except for the fact that, as we're recording, uh, the the 22-minute special starring Ghost Spider, a.k.a. formerly Gwen Stacy, um, or Spider-Gwen, as it were, just debuted on YouTube. Uh, that's a good thing for the kids. Uh, and they have a lot more animated shows coming to what actually looks like the Disney Channel. This is not Marvel Plus stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to the Disney Channel. So they got a Spider-Man show coming. And then um, this is a deep cut character, I feel. I'm not familiar with these characters. Sam, the best damn voice in the business, definitely would be. It is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh, staples. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? That could actually be a lot of fun. So that that's that's Disney's animated slate that they that they announced at D twenty three. Again, these are these are all shows that are coming to YouTube or ABC or the Disney Channel. None of these nice. are Disney Plus. Nice. Comes with your HD antenna. Yes. Which is nice. Yeah. So uh, uh, before we get into like the real crazy stuff of Disney Plus from D23, they did uh, talk about two projects, and they're actually kind of reality shows or documentaries. One's called The Heroes Project. It's basically a reality TV show highlighting real-life heroes. I love this. So, you know, if, if I, one of the stories I had read, you know, is maybe uh, a kid starts some sort of charity, and they, they profile that kid. What else is included in that? I'm not sure. I mean, it'd be cool if they made him like a comic book cover or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then the other one is basically called Marvel 616, which is a docu-series where it's almost like ESPN's 30 for 30, it okay. sounds like. It sounds like that a bunch of different filmmakers are going to talk about the cultural relevance of Marvel across all the various forms of media. Sure. Maybe they're going to talk about the impact on a community of you know people of color what did black panther the film do for that uh Sp- nope not spider-man can't say spider-man the kid awkward the kid <laughs> so yeah maybe they'll do something about the kid and 
and uh, his his debut with with Stan Lee because obviously comics are all fair game. Yeah. You know, actually, I would love to see if if they're taking suggestions. And I'm sure somebody from Disney's definitely listening to this podcast right Just now. Just tweet it at them. Yes. Uh, I would actually love, and this may be a little bit heavy for them, but it doesn't seem like they're shying away from from some heavy some heavy content, is I would love a, a post-9-11 Marvel comparison because they did some beautiful things after 9-11. Some of the comic books that they created, it, it really hammered home the heartbreak, but also the beginning of the healing yeah. for the nation. Yeah. And and I, I would really love if one of the filmmakers could tackle that on Marvel six one six about the the cultural relevance of Marvel after the greatest the worst tragedy in American history. Heavy stuff. Yeah. Heavy stuff. I, I think the both series, you know, tune in. Yeah, because they're gonna put some you know, we need to see good out there also and you know, it's kind of reminds opposite of the boys for sure, because they were not good no. at all. But we should see some more of these positive storylines out there, especially with a, a media that is saturated by the negative right Definitely. now. That's sort of what we're getting through. But uh, what's coming to Disney Plus, sir? <laughs> all right. Uh, so these are the big shows. Now, a lot of these were actually announced at San Diego Comic-Con, but we got some additional details okay. coming in. Uh, so the first show that's going to hit Disney Plus for Marvel is going to come in fall 2020. So we're actually, we're, st- I mean, we're still a year away from yeah. this. Uh, but it's going to be the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, Anthony Mackie, he's in. Sebastian Stan is in. Uh, they're going to be bringing back the guy from the bad guy from Civil War. His name uh, Zemo. Okay. Uh, yeah, yep. He's going to be back. Now I can't remember his fate in Civil War. Did he die? Don't know. I did put on Winter Soldier for us to kind of peruse at to give us a little motivation. I don't have much detail on yeah, the Marvel I'm, stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be. I'm not sure if it's going to be flashbacks or if he survived. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what's her name? Emily Van Camp, who played uh, Sharon Carter, who is Peggy Carter's niece. Oh, good she'll, actor. She'll be back. So that's cool. Uh, and this is for anyone that was wondering. It's a post Endgame timeline, which means that the Falcon has. Cap Shield. That this is one of those shows that I will get excited for because it's a story continuation. It has real effects to it. Hardcore. It has real fate to it, and it uh, you know it links directly with the storyline. You know, it's not. Well, we'll get to the other ones. I'll, I have thoughts. Go ahead. Well, so, well, no, just for the next couple shows down here. I'll, yeah, that's. I, yeah. Did I do it on the podcast where I was lamenting the prospect of all the retconning that's going to happen right. over that's, some that's of these next I'm shows? Yeah. So the next one up, it, now this one actually kind of sounds a little bit fun, and it's Loki. That's going to be spring 2021, yeah. and the idea of Loki is, as we saw in Endgame, uh, he does get his hands in the in the Captain, uh, Captain America versus Captain America timeline, mm-hmm. He does get his hands on the Tesseract and he disappears. And so basically this show seems like it's going to kind of follow the hijinks of the still very evil Loki. Correct. And that's and I do like this one specifically because it has nothing to do with the storyline. And I know that's that sounds opposite to what I said, but this is nothing that's not new. Like it's not it's not shoehorning itself into the it's trying to get into the main storyline. But uh uh, evil Loki sounds fun to me. Yeah, and and I think especially because Loki is very space, very Asgard, very mythology. Yeah. It's 
I, maybe I'm going out on a limb here. It could be like very Doctor Who esque. Yeah. There's zero chance he's on Earth. Right. He just got his butt kicked by the Hulk. He's got no interest in messing with Earth at this point. The Terrans have won in his brain. And the question is this Does he contact Thanos at some point? I mean, you, it's good you could do it because you can really. Without even having to bring bring back in Josh yeah. Brolin, you have everything you need to right. make Thanos. So that could definitely be a yeah. season finale. Right. Now, actually, at the kind of midway point of talking about these, we're going to talk about four of the live action shows. Midway point, you know what we haven't heard anything about? How many episodes there's going to be for any of these things? True. I, are we looking at... I mean, you have some big movie stars. They're not filming. They're certainly not filming you. A 22-episode season. No way. Okay. Uh, Are they even going as high as 13 episodes? Are we looking at more four, six? Are they going to do three one-hour episodes? We have no idea. Yeah. uh, Based on The Mandalorian kind of gives us an idea. I think they're between eight and ten. Okay. So I I would not like a long season. Any. I thought Jessica Jones was done after episode 13 and I'm like why is there more episodes in this that it kind of drove me it drove me crazy that like I think it went 16 episodes for no reason uh, the days and you're a lost guy the days of 24 25 26 episode seasons they're done it's over with people don't have the attention span people don't have the time you don't even have the DVR space for 24 HD episodes at this point especially if you're cord cutting. Well, you know, sometimes it blows my mind. I think about Stranger Things, and uh, we're talking, oh, is Stranger Things season season, th- season four going to be it? And some of these shows have a four-season run that is about the same, if not slightly shorter, than a season and a half of um, NYPD Blue or How I Met Your Mother or yeah. whatever. Uh, they tell one of my favorite shows ever is The Leftovers. Mm. It's 30 episodes or less. It's because I watched it live on HBO. It spanned three and a half years of my life of excitement and this and that. But yeah, it was only 28 episodes when it was all said and done. I think we can agree that these shows need to follow the Netflix formula of eight to 12 episodes. Um, But I'm also down for like four 90 minuters at the same time, almost episodic. Yeah, I love that. In a way, you know, like I would be okay with that as well. Like part one, part two, part three. Yeah, I think uh, BBC's Sherlock does something like that. They have, they put out two or three hour and a half long episodes and that's its season. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's that show. I can equate it to like buying comics. I don't buy individual comics. I Mm kind of wait for the volumes to come out and then I get this, I get seven. Yep. They're so hard to follow that I just kind of just wait it out. You know, I'll get it on the back end. I'm not worried about spoilers because, again, it's, you know, the main movies are our concern, right? Definitely. Definitely. So uh, probably the strangest of all of these movies. I don't see that it needs to be a show at all. Yeah, apparently (laughs) also coming out in spring 2021. So let's say maybe Loki's early spring, uh, maybe even really early spring, like February uh, and then maybe this is very late spring, like May, because mm-hmm. you got to put some, you got to put some distance between this. Is Wandavision? Ooh. So the idea of Wandavision is the story of Scarlet Witch and Vision. Now we know Vision is no longer with us, 
So I'm not 100% sure where this is placed on the timeline. Now, there will be some familiar faces joining the film, at least some familiar characters. Uh, So the little girl in Captain Marvel, remember Captain Marvel took place in the 90s, Mm -hmm. is Monica Rambo. Is it really Rambo? Maybe it's more Rambo than Rambo. Yeah, this is this is where my knowledge is Got it. very empty. So she basically becomes a hero in the comic books called Photon. So okay. she, she's going to be in it, okay? Uh, and then two people that I'm kind of like, oh, I don't even know how they're going to connect all of this, is Kat Dennings, who was in Thor as uh, Jane Foster's friend. Oh. Darcy, I think her name was. She's she's the, she's the really pretty girl from Two Broke Girls. Yes, uh, she's she, the more sarcastic one from yes. Two Broke Girls. Yes, yes. Uh, so she is going to be in Wandavision, and so is Randall Park. You, you remember who Randall Park is? Apparently, I think he was in. I think he was in Ant Man or Ant Man and the Wasp. I only saw those movies like once in theater. But the way I know Randall Park is. He's Asian Jim. Are you an office guy? Asian Jim and... Uh, Fresh off the boat, right? Fresh off the boat, that's right. Yep. Correct. So uh, those are two great additions. Now, here's if, if those things didn't inform you, this third person will, uh, and it's Catherine Hahn, and she's going to be Wanda's and Vision's nosy neighbor. Now, What is this show? <laughs> so apparently, it's going to be like a sitcom. Is there going to be a laugh track? I feel like there almost has to be. I don't want what there to be. Is this show? So, so here's the only thing I can think of is with all of these very odd inconsistencies, yeah. I could see it almost being like an alternate reality that is still very real to two people in, in Scarlet Witch and the Vision who have not paranormal powers, but... If anybody could live in an alternate universe in their final seconds together or, or or in the afterlife or whatever, it would be these two. They're both very powerful beings. You just blew my brain up, and I love this idea <laughs> that this is their moment before they were snuffed out. Yep. She creates this little world for them to live in, oh and gosh. she only has a second to do it. So I, I Now, I don't know if the poster's real, but I saw a poster where, like, they're dressed almost in 50s white picket I fence. love Lucy kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, was thinking, I was thinking Dick Van Dyke. Same yeah. thing, you know? And, and so now here's, here's something that might inform where we're going is this is the lead up to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'll watch this because it has something to do with the bigger storyline now, you know? Now, there are certain characters yeah. in the Marvel Universe who are capable Scarlet Witch was one of them. We saw in Age of Ultron, she gave everybody these horrible visions, mm-hmm. right? That fits right in with the Doctor Strange little world, yes, it kind does. of. Yep. It fits in with the multiverse kind of world. So, I don't know. At the end of season one, does Doctor Strange all of a sudden pop up and say, Vision, I thought you were dead. Say, dead? And he's not aware of the snap in Endgame? Or, I don't know. There's a lot that can happen here on a... Uh, supernatural level? Yeah. Is that even the right word? You've intrigued me. Yeah. I and Ryan. I'm tre- I'm, I, I wrote this show off immediately because I, first off, this title is stupid. Yeah. In my opinion. Sorry, I don't like using the word stupid too much, but WandaVision just sounds very... Well, now, actually, WandaVision sounds old. Like you're selling 
and a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Right? And, and, but now, with your theory that this is taking place maybe in a period piece, 50s, 60s, it's sort of making sense. You know, they're a lot smarter than us, the uh, creative people over at Marvel, so I think they know what they're doing here. Um, and, and there's going to have yeah, to be I'm something... There's going to have to be something that's contemporary because we have four character, three yeah. characters that inform us that it's contemporary in some way. So yeah. who knows? But I, I don't know. Cool. I, hey, listen, for the seven bucks a month I'm going to be I'm paying. In. I'm going to watch it anyway. And for even cheaper, because I'm signing up for that three-year deal, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch it. Why you think about that you? right now. If you sign up for that three-year deal, that one subscription you pay is getting you all of these shows. Not on day one, obviously. But you're in yeah. a three-year commitment, quote-unquote. Yeah. You get it for three years. This show is spring 2021. Uh, so the final show uh, that's live action, we don't need to worry too much about this. It's fall 2021. It's the Hawkeye show. Um, uh, Jeremy Renner will be back. And the belief is that he's going to probably pass the moniker off of Hawkeye to Kate Bishop. That happens in the comic books. Okay. It's a natural progression. Um they, I don't believe they've cast Kate Bishop yet. So um, this is a post Endgame story. Well, I guess Not it's sure. po- it, it could be post Endgame. They said that we're going to see Ronan in it. Uh, that's the character, the yeah, ninja yeah. character they play. So it's at least post Infinity War. Fair. Uh, which oh, it could be that would make sense. So maybe the moment where his family goes is more because you see this family guy in Hawkeye. That's interesting. Yeah, that could honestly be how the show starts. And then we see his transformation and so on and so forth. Um, now, that's it for live action stuff that we know when exactly it's coming. Yeah. Now, a lot of this other stuff is just just news, right? So uh, we have a What If animated series coming. Uh, it's not coming until 2021, mm-hmm. but they're going to do 23 episodes. Now, I know we just lamented the idea of 23 episodes, but this is significant. It's apparently one for each Marvel movie. Oh, perfect. And now, it's an animated series. Most of the voice actors are going to be coming back. Very good. Now, I, here's the awkward thing. Included in that 23 is the Spider-Man movies, right? Sam, I think they're going to call you for a voiceover, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. Yep, this is uh, this is uh, home, the kid homecoming. Well, I wonder, again, what if wasn't, just thought of yesterday. I wonder contractually. He has to. This was part of it. They're just not saying anything right now. But I bet you. Even if something changes with Spider-Man Three in the Sony universe, he will have to come back and voice act. Yeah, that's very possible because they wow. didn't. They did announce what if at San Diego Comic Con. Interesting. So. Uh, yeah, that, there's there's a lot of possibilities there. I was always a big fan of the What If comics I like when I was it. a kid. It's <clears throat> good. So um, the other shows that they announced, but we don't know their timetable at all yet, is we're getting a live-action Miss Marvel, we're getting a live-action Moon Knight, mm-hmm. and we're getting a live-action She-Hulk. Three pretty big announcements. I would say that Marvel diehards are really pumped about these three. I saw Miss Marvel at the Franklin Institute, so that's... My extent of knowledge, the little blurb yeah, come about on, her. Come I think she is stretchy. She right? She's very stretchy. Yep. Um, unfamiliar with Moon Knight. Unfamiliar. Well, not that I'm unfamiliar with She-Hulk. I know it, I know she exists, but yeah, I mean She-Hulk is fun because uh, I've really loved Mark Ruffalo in that role of the Hulk, yeah. 
you know, there's a proprietary issue with Universal why they can't make the live Correct. action solo movie, but he seems to be fair game for everything else. We know he's alive and well. Uh, she Hulk is usually his cousin when they tell okay. the stories, and she's usually a lawyer. Uh, casting on that slam dunk, man. They're they're gonna be able to slam dunk this this casting. I don't know who, but um, you you figure if you use the same exact CGI, Gwendolyn Christie, that'd be awesome. She's tall. She is tall. She's tough. Yeah, she could probably pull it off. I saw a fan clamoring for uh, Emmy Rossum from Shameless. Okay. Uh, you is she know, the main girl? Main girl. Yeah, she's skinny. She's left the show. Well, you figure. You want that impact. You want the Maybe, actress yeah. to be a little bit skinny. And you then think you, they have a suit? Yeah, you know, I'm, I feel like She-Hulk doesn't turn into She-Hulk. She turns into She-Hulk one time and stays her. Oh. Sam's probably screaming right now saying that's not how this works. I can ask my source. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my source is Ben. So, <laughs> you know, hey, know. listen, whatever the case is, um, that's cool. That's cool that we know okay. three more live action shows that are coming. Very nice. Um Really wrapping up the D23 stuff with Marvel Mm -hmm. is we got Black Panther 2 announced. It's coming out May 6th, 2022. Now, remember, if you buy that Disney Plus three-year package, your subscription isn't even up by May 6th, 2022. Um, And everybody's back for that, by the way. Uh, Director uh, Ryan Ryan Coogler. Coogler sounds right. Yep. Um, he's back. I believe he was the writer too. So good, good for him. He's doing the whole thing. Everybody's back. Uh, Eternals. The cast came out on stage that drops on November the 6th, 2020. Um, Kit Harrington from game of Thrones. I don't know if you're a game, game of Thrones guy. Yep. He was the most recent announcement in terms of cast added to that. He's playing black Knight. Uh, but the next Marvel movie that's coming out and this is basically a prequel. A little bit maybe of an origin story, I don't know, is Black Widow, May 1st, 2020. Apparently they showed some footage at D23. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but, yeah, and obviously you know who's in that uh, Hopper from yes. Stranger Things. Yes. So likely likely be playing the character Red Guardian, who's kind of like, I believe, the Soviet Union's uh, Captain America. Okay. Oh, wow. So I guess he's playing Russian. Uh, we'll see if he survives the movie for all intents and purposes. He's probably still alive. And that's the kind of guy you could sprinkle into a Marvel property later down the road, especially because he's yeah. a really beloved actor. Do you think that him being Russian has a connection to Stranger Things? He's the American. He's the Russian. I don't know. Do you think they saw each other? It could be. In the gap, because I am firmly on the fence that he went through that. Yes. 100%. Yes. Uh so Kit Harrington plays a black knight yep. after playing a black knight. Yep. So yep. we're going to get more of the same. A little bit. Because you know his last season wasn't great. No. Acting-wise. acting, acting wise, like He wasn't given enough to do in Game of Thrones to yeah. now, give him a, a chance to make an impact. What's interesting about him is now he's, boom, he's in the MCU, right? Yeah. Um, but the guys from Game of Thrones are doing the Star Wars movies. Yeah, And you got to wonder if they love him, is he going to be one of those guys in the rarefied air that is both in the Star Whoa. Wars movies and the Marvel movies? Big time. Yeah, because what? We got Samuel L. Mm-hmm. Um, we have. Uh, who else do we have? Lapita. Uh, far, uh, no, it was Forrest Whitaker in the MCU. He was. He, he, he was in Black that. Panther. 
Yes. Um, and he was obviously in Rogue One. Yep. Uh, young lady's name Lapita. Noongo. Yes. Yeah. She's in Black Panther. And she's Maz Kanata in Force Awakens. Which is so funny that she plays this little old lady. Incredible. And she's this, she's this beautiful, yeah. talented actress. And yes. she plays this little old lady. You know, I, I look at Maz as a little yeah. old lady. Is yeah, she? Yeah. She's uh, rumored to be 900 to 1,000 years old. She looks good for her age. I would say so. She, she's, she's a little bit more uh, flexible than Yoda was at that age. Well, you know, she's throwing it back with the boys, so she's keeping it She's keeping it real at the castle that doesn't exist anymore. I wonder if she had insurance. Um, yeah, I guess I'm not too thrilled for Black Widow just because I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, we have to do it because, you know, we don't want to upset anybody that we didn't. Um, this will obviously make more of an impact if it was right before Endgame. But it's too late. We can't dwell on that. Yeah, and especially, I mean, they, they they dropped the ball a little bit. Listen, MCU and Disney and Marvel have done almost every single thing right. But she should have been the first one yeah. to get her own superhero movie. But Wonder Woman beat them to theaters. Yep. And then, of course, Captain Marvel. So yeah. this really just feels like a little bit of an afterthought. Yep. But, hey, listen, Scarlett Johansson's a beautiful young lady. She's a talented actress. And I do look forward to seeing her in that role one last time. I just don't love where it falls in the timeline. Yeah. Um, I think Marvel's doing good stuff, and I was happy to hear it. We're moving continents, and we are heading to a galaxy far, far away. This is going to be D23's Star Wars News Breakdown. And right off the start, Ryan, overall, without even talking about anything, how are you feeling about it? About, about Star Wars D23? Yes. Uh, it's a new hope, really. Wow. It's a new hope for the Star Wars franchise. You know my feelings on The Last Jedi. Everything came out at D23. Oh my gosh, it's Star Wars. It's pretty exciting. There's a little kid inside of me that's like, oh, oh, that's Star Wars. And that's exciting. Yes, I would agree with you. Um The Star Wars stories have to expand because they were filling up a zip tie. And zip ties only go so far before they break. And I think the Mandalorian is going to break the chain. The Mandalorian will be the breaker of chains in the Star Wars uh, universe here. Let's start off with a drop this awesome trailer. I think this is the same trailer or behind the scenes they showed at uh, Star Wars Celebration. Yes. Yep. Is, uh, do you know that for a fact? I'm not sure. So here, here's what I know is, yeah. is the way that this trailer ends, I heard about. Okay. Meaning there's a crossover. There's an overlap. Okay. Is it identical? I'm not sure. Um, maybe it was just special footage that they saw because I didn't really – well, there's – if you again, if you listen to the last podcast, you know that there's a fine line of spoilery stuff that I don't cross. I don't actively go looking for grainy, terrible footage. 100. percent I'm the same way. If I, I follow, I follow Star Wars, I follow Disney, I follow Marvel, all on Facebook. Yeah. If they post it, I agree to it. It's moved out of the spoiler territory and into the promotional territory. Now, Correct. there are certain things like. I probably will not watch a Rise of Skywalker trailer after the one that we get to today. I will not watch another one. I'm sold. I'm in. I'm in yeah. the door. 
I don't need to yeah. or want to see anymore. Mm, very interesting. I kind of agree with you. The the amount of well, if we if we know the Disney powerhouse, the amount of TV spots we're going to get, and Monday Night Football, and uh, the ABC is going to have it all over the place. You know, it's just going to be thrown up and get ready for. But it's not an announcement. The Mandalorian is coming. I think we said earlier it's going to be about eight to ten episodes. From what I understand, a million dollars per episode. Wow. Like big money was spent on this. And we just watched, we just previewed the trailer. And we're going to watch the trailer again. And I, I turned up the volume, and I'm hoping that it picks up so we don't have to make audio magic happen. Uh, but we're going to sort of do some live reactions to it now. And uh, let's get started. So we know that this is streaming opening day for the Disney Plus service. And if there's anything you should look forward to, it's this. We have a Stormtrooper bucket heads strewn about. First off, the music in this trailer is outstanding. A lot of toy customizers are already drilling holes through their through their buckets. Uh, beautiful landscape reminds me of Takadana. So right there, there's your million dollar investment, right? And all the ships, man, just all the ships. Carl, <laughs> menacing, loving it. Interesting landscape. I can't place it. Not sure if it's CGI. Little Dubak, somebody little, in the Dubak genus yeah, there. Twilight family is concerned. Death Troopers, super excited to see them. Yes. He's a moth in this. That's what I found out. That's why he has the Death Troopers. It's a big deal. Uh, Tarkin was a moth. He was a grand moth. So I wonder if he speaks to Tarkin. Well, we'll get to that. I don't know if that's IG-88 or not. It is not IG-88. Okay. Great creature designs. Practical effects. And the most gruesome moment of the trailer. I love I, it. I, I'm going to say that he's not cut in half. Because the scene right before the final scene is there's four carbonite uh, hatches. Yeah. C compartments. Yeah. Legos. I don't slats, know. Slats, yeah. Yeah, slats. <laughs> I like that. It's good. So it's pretty interesting to see that. But you don't see his face. Not no. one time. No. Not one time. It's very, very interesting. That I'm telling you, I saw it. So I was at I was in Florida when this dropped and I was on my aunt's DSL. I waited for the entire video to buffer before attempting to watch the minute twenty three because I did not want to have that thing cut in and out. So one thing we should mention is uh where this takes place in the timeline. So I have a very nice yeah, image map. Beautiful. You, beautiful. Po you posted that, I right? think I re retweeted it. I do not take credit for this. Here's why I'm excited for this. As you know, Ian Ryan is looking straight ahead at the amount of books. I have so many books that they're double books. Uh, that And he shared, I think you shared with me someone's wonderful shelf. And yes. I'm thinking that that's, that's heading somewhere else. Yeah, well, yeah, what I had sent him was a uh, guy took all of the new Star Wars books, which are, which are officially canon. Official canon. Well, and he put them Disney in canon. Disney people canon. People have problems with that. And he put them in chronological order. Love it. Pretty cool. But he had the like he had the comics and the volumes. Like that's impressive. Yeah. I don't like I said. I don't really get into the comics. It confuses me. I have to go to Wikipedia and like figure out what comes out next. 
Uh, but I, I can say, outside of some like young novels and some like Cobalt Squadron, I have nearly everything. I just ordered three last night because Deli- Delilah Dawson, who's the author of the newest Black Spire book, was in Galaxy's Edge taking pictures of stuff that are in the book, and I'm like, ah, got me. Got me. So it's that's, coming, coming tomorrow nice. for sure. So The Mandalorian is exciting because it takes place between – do you know the timeline right now? No. Okay. So it takes place between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Okay. Which means a couple things. One, it's not prudent to believe that the Empire was immediately destroyed after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Right? So there's still ships out there. There's still Things are happening. The game – uh, one of the mobile app games that Star Wars came out with, not Galaxy of Heroes, mm, blanking on it, the whole concept of the game was that you were on a system that did not get the communication that the Emperor was dead. So it was still under Imperial rule, which leads me to believe that other systems are still under Imperial rule, or... The Moff, like Juan Carlos Stanton, not Stanton, that's that's a baseball player. That is a baseball player. Uh, but Juan Carlo, right? That's his first name. Is that who that is? Yes. From Breaking Bad? Correct. Gus? Yes. Is that right? Correct. Oh. This, this show just rest stepped up a notch. Yeah, he just, because yes. now I know he's super evil. Super evil. He plays like super evil. That's it. Is he disconnected from the Empire? Is he is his own thing now? You know what I'm saying? So, like, it all depends on the the... The rebels chased the empire out, but I it wasn't right away. Uh, three to ten years, like, and then there was twenty years of New Republic before the Force Awakens starts. I love the lore. There's not a lot of history on the First Order and where they came from. It's my most favorite part of the new canon is finding out little nuggets like that. And I think a lot of a lot is coming out in the new Age of Resistance comics, little tidbits like that. But depending on where this takes place. There could be Luke Skywalker sightings, or at least spoken about. Sure. Right? Uh, we could have baby Ben Solo. We could. We could. <laughs> Leia Organa could be mentioned. Like, if they do this right, and they, similar to the Marvel stuff, if they tie this in, this show could be the best rendition of Star Wars you're going to get, you know, outside of the movies. And I know it's competing against itself, but, like, Rebels was a good show animated for kids. Resistance, not really a great show in my opinion. Kids, Clone Wars was decent. The first four seasons and was okay. It was very confusing. The fifth season was pretty nice. I'm sure the final season will be good. It'll be a little grown up, uh, but this will set a precedent. The, yeah. Talk a little bit about uh, cameos. I love the idea of them mentioning Luke. I love the idea of them mentioning the Death Star, mentioning whoever, but. We could get Chewy. Yeah. We could, you know, that actor, he's, he's a young guy now. Mm-hmm. Um, quick cameo. Qu- quick cameo. Or Who's qu- this guy? That's Chewbacca. Yep. What? And that's yeah, the end he, of an episode? He's Are on, you kidding? Like, yep. this is the kind of stuff I'm thinking yep. about. Yeah. And then it's seeing the carbonite in that trailer. Yes. Um, it just, you could almost, I don't, I don't, I don't think that would be comedic. And I'm also predicating this on the idea that, um, there's going to be maybe multiple seasons or multiple stories yeah. of The Mandalorian, whatever. Have, have they said that? Have, is there going to be a continuation of this? Do we season know? Season two is in 
the writing room, no way. according to John Favreau himself. So, I mean, you could do a whole episode where Chewie's a guest star. They did this in other in the animated stuff, and he sees the Mandalorian helmet and and thinks, "Is that Boba Fett? Oh my gosh!" You know, he, right. he could in his little Chewie way, right. he could react. That's yeah. cool. You know, I love that. That's potentially on the table. Yeah. Especially where it falls in the timeline. Now, to put more on the table, uh, the Aftermath trilogy written by Chuck Wendig, Mm -hmm. who had a comic series coming out, and then he's very aggressive on Twitter, so I think Disney cut ties with him. Yeah, I forget what he said. It is political, I believe. It's funny. I remember reading it, and I don't want to comment on it. I I, I can't remember if I read it and was horrified, or if I read it and said, oh, come on. So his books were the first books... Besides expanded universe, to explore the between Return of the Jedi and uh, Force Awakens called Aftermath. It's what happened after the fact. So you got Battlefront Two with the Battle of Jakku. How did that happen? But his book is not linear. It tells like chapter episodic sort of. It follows like there's a main storyline, but then there's these intervals. So it's like Han and Chewie goes off to Kashyyyk to liberate, like because. Obviously, Chewie has wanted to do that since Solo, and after the empire, you know, obviously the empire got in the way, so now Han went there to kind of help him out. So that's a, like cool little storylines like that. But there is a weird small chapter that takes place on Tatooine of a guy buying back green Mandalorian armor. Unnamed character, he becomes the sheriff of a town on Tatooine. Don't know if we have connections to the Mandalorian, but we it was very specific in its words that it was Mandalorian armor. So in canon, do we know if Boba Fett's even dead? He's not. He was, you know, being digested for a thousand years. It's, but I think it's more not dead than is dead. And that's, I mean, again, I, I hate to listen. I'm excited for the eight yeah. or ten or twelve episode journey. Um but I, I always like to think of cliffhangers, as you alluded to. Who's that guy? Chewbacca. Oh, my goodness. You know, credits roll. This season could virt- could end with, with, oh, my gosh, the Mandalorian. Oh, my gosh, it's it's Boba Fett. Right. Not, 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 not the yeah. main character's Boba Fett, but our character yeah. of the Mandalorian. Yeah. And, P.S., we only know that he's just the Mandalorian, right? We don't know his name or anything. I don't think so, no. He could think that he's basically one of the last Mandalorians out there, right. and then Boba Fett Yeah, could even say, if he has any blood ties to the Mandal- like to a Mandalorian, which yeah. is a huge storyline in Clone Wars, huge storyline in Rebels. Uh, the Black Saber, if you're familiar with Dude, that. Well, I was awesome. just about to yeah. ask you about the fate of the Black Saber, because Sabine took it. Sabine has it. and then she, But then she, she relinquished it, though, because she didn't want to be their leader. Yeah, that, that, would, right? that would have made her the leader, and because... Well, spoiler alert, because Ezra disappeared, I think that's why she relinquished that. Okay. You know, beautiful epilogue in Rebel Season 4. Yeah. By far, excellent. So, uh, w- yeah. with that said, before we even move on to even... So, a couple things. Uh, our Moff character, yep. right? Uh, the fact that he has the Death Troopers with him. We know that Krennic... I'm not going to say Krennic was rogue, but Krennic was in Rogue One, right? Yes, he had the Death Troopers. Yeah. And he was obviously very important. He was yeah. a very high-ranking official. So I think you have your Grand Moff. Okay, then like Numero Yep, yep. Then you got your Moffs. I think yep. there's 12 of them. 
Underneath the Moff is Admirals. Well, ab- underneath the Moff is a Grand Admiral. Okay. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn. And then underneath that is... Actually, he was not even an Admiral. He was Director Krennic. Krennic, right. That's yeah, so a, he's not even an Admiral. He's not in the, he's not in the Navy. So he wasn't even engi- that high ranking. So this guy outranks him. I think so. That's awesome. Yeah. So he's got clout. Right. And he's got everything to lose. Yeah. When that Death Star goes down... Into whatever ocean what we see in the Death trailer Star. Well, for Death Star Rise. Two. I'm pretty sure it's a Death Star Two. I want to yeah, say yeah, it's a yeah, Death yeah, Star yeah, Two. Yeah, when yeah. Death Star Two goes down, um, the one that we see in Rise of Skywalker trailer, on whatever planet that may be, uh, that guy has everything to lose. Yeah. So yeah, we could be dealing with a very dangerous man in the Mandalorian. Right. Who who he he needs, despite the fact the Emperor's dead. He needs this to continue in some way. Yeah. He, he thrives on tyranny. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a big driving point for this movie. We have to create an enemy, but we can't create... We we can't have it always be Jedi and Sith. So we have to create enemies for the viewers to not like. The Mandalorian is a gray character. He's a bounty hunter. He's collecting your dad... Because your dad went to a casino and now owes this money, and now your dad's a slave. You know, but he looks like he's going to be the hero, quote unquote, because we have the moth with the death troopers. Seems like a complicated story to me, and I like it. Yeah, speaking of complicated, bounty hunting is a is a complicated profession. The gentleman that says that—that's not who. I, that's not. That's not the guy from the beginning of Force Awakens, right? No, that's uh, uh, beginning. Uh, that's Lor Santeca, Got different it. character. Got it. At Game of Thrones, he was the yep. three-eyed Raven at one point. Um, wonderful in the Force Awakens, just as a sidebar. But no, he seems more. Because that guy yeah. was that guy was immediately familiar to me. The guy that ends the Mandalorian trailer. Um, yeah, so the I don't accent know. is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Very coruscant Yep. You know, so he's fi- somehow find, found this backwater planet that, you know, we don't really know where this is going to span into. Ga- the The great thing about Star Wars is that they literally make up planets. Yeah. Every single movie has had different planets in it, so it has an infinite number. You can't actually put it on a map because you don't know. There's there's no way to measure light. Like, there's no way to measure hyperspace. They've they've made it. I've I talked about this. Like the timing of it makes no sense. We just have accepted it, you know. So yeah, when you were talking about the timing of yeah. it, all I was thinking of at the time was uh, Interstellar. Right. Uh, remember they that's go down to the about. planet and they come back, right. and that's it's actually funny because your conversation about it made me a lot more forgiving of the Last Jedi. As I said, I said okay. Well, despite the fact I despise the timeline. Yeah intergalactic travel that makes sense yeah you kind of yeah and at the same time i'll throw a theory out there is i put this out on twitter and people were like hmm. by the way no one likes my stuff on twitter like one or two people and that's fine we'll we'll work on that but at the end of rebels we see ezra and thrawn whale hyperspace away to you know the unknown regions wild space what if they're on a planet that time is moving slow yes and they hyper compared to the galaxy that we know, and they hyperspace back yeah. into our storyline, and they haven't aged. Yeah, we have reintroduced a Jedi, mm-hmm. and we have reintroduced a morally ambiguous character. Yeah, they could they could shoehorn this, and I think people would be okay with it. Post Rise of Skywalker, 
hundred percent. You know, post Rise of Skywalker. And the reason I say that is because there is an imminent threat to the Star Wars galaxy that is not the Emperor, and it's all over uh, the Thrawn books that I won't discuss on this podcast. I'll save that for another time. But there's a new threat coming, Thanos level. Wow. Yeah, it's it's hasn't been introduced in any media outside of the Thrawn books by Timothy Zahn. So that's something to look forward to down the line. But I'm wondering where the Mandalorian will fit in our movies, our episodic movies. Will we see, again, if they do it right, we'll see characters that we see in our movies in some way. It doesn't have to be our main characters. It doesn't have to be Ray. It doesn't have to be Finn. My girl, Maz. Your girl, Ma- hey, she I'm okay with that. Prime candidate, especially because you remember yeah. when those when those first uh, screen caps from the trailer came out of uh, the Force Awakens, you could see that she had all a, the flags, and she had a Mandalorian Correct. flag in there. Yep. So she had a Mandalorian flag, and she had Anakin Skywalker's pod racing flag. Oh, that's cool. That's a little Easter egg. I that I didn't discover it. It was more of like somebody was like. Look at this and look at this. And I'm like, oh, very cool. Yeah. People got to get a life on there. I tell you, I will not screen cap stuff and like zoom in on it. But hey, I think The Mandalorian is going to be an A plus show. Uh, my expectations are high if they're seeing that trailer. Yeah, I don't want to see anything else, though. I think I'm good with it. I want to wait until November for it to come out. And then, uh, for, I, from what I understand, John Favreau says it will not be released all at once. Love it. I, the, so, two things. The entire time we've been discussing Disney Plus, I wanted to point out that. I would be okay with a little bit of staggered mm-hmm. delivery. Mm-hmm. If you listen to my podcast, and I had said about how I couldn't listen to Greg and Sam for several weeks. Yes. Because of Stranger Things. Listen, the way I like to consume television is I actually do prefer a little bit of anticipation. Yeah. So I don't like binging. And here's the other caveat. A show like, let's say, if I start to watch The Office tomorrow and it's got nine seasons. All right, yeah, I'll blow through six of them, no problem. I'll blow through all nine of them, no problem. There's nothing else to get excited about. For something like Stranger Things and now something like The Mandalorian, I don't want to watch all the episodes in one day and then not get it for two and a half years or 18 months. My wife blew through The Crown. Yeah. And then she's like, when is season three coming out? I'm like, I have no idea. And she's like, what? And I think it's coming out in November, but that was a year and a half ago. You know, yeah. so like you, do, it's the binging is cool, but I pace myself. I like I like accomplishing that episode. Although I rushed to get the boys done so I could enjoy it over Florida, you know, and kind of talk about it. But you know, I'll probably I, I won't wait a week. I'll probably do like one a night. Well, depending I guess depending on the release schedule. If it's weekly, I'm cool with that. I'm Love good, it. man. It's good for me. It's good for me. That's the thing. For as much self-control as I may have, the end of Stranger Things 3 was spoiled for me in uh, 48 hours. Yeah, that's a, that's really crappy. And it's like, man, like that stinks. Like yeah. Now, I, I kind of was like, oh, maybe I read it wrong. Maybe I saw it wrong because yeah. I saw it, you know, whatever. So... I would love it if they do a little bit of a release schedule, release them in chapters or yeah. whatever, you know, two at a time, three at a time. That would be great. Uh, but you had just said about how you don't even need to see any more of this. Yeah. I was about to Google who that guy was at the end of the trailer, like what movie I know him from. I'm so crazy with spoilers. You I, mute stuff on Twitter because I do. <laughs> well, <laughs> I should. I should. But like, I don't even want to go to IMDb for The Mandalorian right now. Because I don't want to see, what's the name of the guy that plays Chewie now? Johan. Johan's 
Dumas? Yes, yes. He has a very American easy yeah. name, John Smith. Um, yeah. I don't want to see that he's rumored to be in there or that Anthony Daniels is rumored to be in there. Or, you know? Yeah, like, yeah right, right. I, I don't even want to see that. So I'll just, I'll look it up later. But um, yeah, man, that's an amazing trailer. And I actually, I was going to suggest like, I really wanted to unpack it like almost frame by frame because I was so interested in it. But I don't want to. Maybe we'll save it. Maybe we'll save it for yeah. um, uh, uh, whether it's your show or my show very close to November 12th. Maybe, okay. we'll, maybe we'll do another I'm one of for these. Because I want to talk about that chip. I want to talk about some of the characters we see yeah. in the trailer. So. Yeah, a little Mandalorian breakdown as we get closer to November. That's Definitely. A good Hopes idea. and dreams, man. Hopes and dreams. I got a lot riding on that yeah. show for the Star Wars franchise. So we knew about the Mandalorian coming in, and then three weeks ago, I think some news dropped that a Kenobi series was in the works. Now, the backstory, if you're unfamiliar, is that after Solo came out, which was poor timing by Disney. They attempted to throw out a movie every six months, a la MCU, uh, with the backlash of The Last Jedi. I went into Solo basically with my dad, and at the end of Solo, I went, oh, that movie was like McDonald's. I really enjoyed it, but I really didn't need it at the same time. So I like Solo. I think I liked it better on the second watch. I saw it one time in theaters. I enjoyed it. Um, I do want a solo two to happen though i do want it to happen i am part of the make solo two movement uh yeah especially that blew after. Up on that day if you remember that was all over twin uh, trending and stuff like that we're not gonna get i'm gonna save it but yeah. i think solo two may be required if some of my like ideas yeah. and theories and stuff about Rise of Skywalker happen. Interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about we'll, it. We'll get into that. Yeah, so the reason why we're talking about Solo is because they had a plan to create a Kenobi movie. Yeah. And uh, we all assumed it was going to be Ewan McGregor because that would just make sense. And he was obviously the best outside of Alec Guinness who had a very limited role. You know, he did a great job at Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he does, I'm sure you know, he has a voice part in The Force Awakens in the vision and Alec Guinness also has a voice part in the, in the, I, I saw that in seven times in theaters. Yeah. Dissect. I didn't care about the other movie. I was dissecting the vision every single time and heard something different. Watch it with subtitles on. It's much more enjoyable. Ooh. You see who's speaking at what times. That's impressive. Very good. So check that out. So we're going, uh, did you, did you get to see this? No. Okay, so first time what, viewing. So what we have up top on the big TV is D23 Expo 2019. Ewan McGregor returns as Obi Wan announcement, and this is fan video. This is not official, but someone filming, and it's a couple minutes long. So I'm gonna have. I've seen it a few times, and every single time it's giving me chills. Cool. So let's give it a shot. So that's Kathleen Kennedy on the stage. Secrets and fibs. Secrets and fibs. That's the. Uh... <laughs> so they're waiting for some production music to come on, which is always awesome when there's a long pregnant pause. So Ewan is coming out. There's a lovely picture of him up on the screen. From Attack of the Clones? No, no, no. That would be that would be. Uh... That is Battle of the Heroes. Uh, the 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 picture. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Probably it, Revenge of the Sith, if I had to... Yeah, yeah, because yeah. um, he's got the long hair in Attack of the Clones, right? Yes. Yes. He looks more like Alec Guinness at this point. Yeah. So now he's going to ask a question. 
Just, just listen. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it outstanding? Like, there's no like. If you were there, the chills running up and down. The only thing he didn't do was say hello there, which is what we needed. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Now we don't know anything. They have every script written. All the scripts written. <laughs> well, um, here's my guess is that they had something, right? Yeah. They had something going with the movie, and they decided, you know what? We're going to series this out. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, my thoughts on it is obviously this is a home run. You bring, well, you know what? Fans are fans. You can choose to be whatever fan you want to be. Sure. I'm going to choose to be the guy that likes nearly everything. There's some of these books are real stinkers, but yeah. you know I have them. Yeah. Uh, not every episode's going to hit, but they hit a home run. They did. You know, for everyone, and by and by everyone, I mean the fandom menace people. Yep. The Raylos. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Last Jedi pros people. The Cl- Last Jedi haters. I love Clone Wars because I love Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes. After watching Clone Wars, like, that's my dude. Yeah. Like, in so many ways, that's that's my dude in Star Wars yeah. is Obi-Wan. So to see that version of him live on. Yeah. Oh, man. So, storyline-wise, obviously we don't know much. Uh, I know a little comic stuff. So, in the Star... If you start at Star Wars Volume 1... So, I've read Star Wars Volume 1 through Volume 7. This is the most recent Marvel version. Canon, Canon. Marvel version. Okay. Every once in a while, it follows, obviously, Luke Skywalker and his in-between time uh, between A New Hope. And so he blows up the Death Star, and now Vader's after him. He, like, this the whole concept of the volumes is, I need to find this kid. He doesn't know who it is, but he needs to find him. Luke travels back to Tatooine to Ben's hut, finds his journal. Oh. Every once in a while, they sprinkle in from the tales of Obi-Wan Kenobi, his journal in Arabesh, and then that whole, you know, comic, the what I, however many pages it is, is an excerpt from his time there. Some of it's cool, some of it's not. Um, one recent, like, one recent, it was pretty boring. It was like, he was observing the sand people. Yeah. Like, I hope we don't get that. Like, that's pretty boring, but I know he fights a crate dragon at some point. I'm hoping we get young Luke in this that he's observing. I know he's been involved with it. I know at one point he lit his lightsaber and then had to like boogie out of there because the Jedi are supposed to be dead, you know. So there's a lot of things that could happen in here. So I'm wondering if they're going to tell a cohesive storyline or they're going to tell like uh like snapshots of adventures that he had to take cuz obviously it's all going to happen on Tatooine. He could not leave the planet because he was watching over young Luke. So what does Tatooine have to offer us? So we're going to get some hut involvement? Definitely. Right? I was thinking that immediately. Right. Is I really hope he does something with Jabba the Hutt because my favorite thing in Star Wars is creatures. Yeah. So bring it on. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you can explore the hut Palace for days and days. And, and I days. wouldn't hate getting some other huts. I mean, like, yeah. I remember, I'm thinking of, like, the young adult novels I yeah. read when I was, like, eight years old. But I think there was, like, a Zoraba the Hutt. Obvi- obviously no longer canon. 
But I like the idea of there being several huts. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. Uh, visually, that's a character that I wouldn't hate seeing more of. Also, because I want them to kind of rectify. And, uh, you know, obviously he's great in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. As the rubbery puppet. Yep. Uh, we can get some uh, Boba Fett appearances here. We could. He's still alive. Yeah. Because this takes place, young Ryan, during the Solo timeline. Oh, wow. Which means we have opportunities to see Kira in Crescent Moon yep. because they are a syndicate. Yep. The Huts are a syndicate. We have opportunities to see Maul. Right? We saw that in Rebels. Yeah. But I think they can flesh this out a little bit. Like, it's always a pursuit. We just kind of catch flashes of him. You know, yep. we know he's there, you know, because Maul is obsessed with him, as we found out in Rebels. Like, he, he changed his life, literally. You know, obviously they retconned that, turned him into a spider droid or whatever. He somehow figured his out. Wait, whatever. By the way, if Maul can survive, so can Mace Windu. True. Just remember that. True. So can Mace Windu. Um, if the Emperor can survive... <laughs> So it can make Windu. Right. So I, I'm pretty, I like that it's taking place during that timeline. We can get Han Solo appearances. We can get Chewbacca appearances. We can get that uh, intricate timeline, which seemed like there's not much space between, well, there's 20 years, right? So there's not much, but that. there's not much space between three and four. But it's real crowded now. Yeah. They're running out of like storylines. But I think. They got something cooking here. I... Yeah, so I think uh, we, we had talked about the idea of retconning, right? Yeah. We're always a little bit worried about retconning. Yeah. You can actually add to the story, yeah. obviously. And when you have the quality of filmmakers, I don't know who the creative team is going to be behind Kenobi. Mm. I don't know who episode yeah, directors are or whatever. Obviously, Mandalorian. have a lot of faith in that, a lot of yeah. faith in Jon Favreau. Now, uh, I had mentioned, and I could tease this out, knock this out right here. Um that solo two may be necessary eventually. Um, and Kenobi could be Kenobi necessary appearance. because we still don't know who Ray's parents are. Okay. And whether we find out, I say we, I see where you're going here, whether we find out who's Ray, Ray's parents are in rise yeah. of Skywalker or not, maybe even yeah. later in one of these other properties, you know? Yeah. There was a belief, as you heard, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi was a part of those Force yeah. visions. Yeah. Because he's one with the Force or because he's one with their bloodline? You let never me, really know. Let me throw some uh, information to you because you don't read. I don't. You don't enjoy reading. I'm sure you can read. <laughs> Two books, Master and Apprentice, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. Big topics in there was how serious they should take the teachings of the Jedi Council. In terms of celibacy. Right. So, Rail Avros is like a uh, country western bumpkin kind of Jedi, and he talks like you know, he's got a little slur because you could hear his voice in uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, but not in Master and Apprentice. I was actually reading them concurrently. I didn't know they were playing in the same ball. It was nice. It was actually pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, he there was a scene in Master and Apprentice where he was like, girl, you got to get out of here because Qui Gon was like walking in on him, and he's like, really, Rail? And he goes, I've been on this planet too long, man. So that connects us to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Listen, the Jedi don't exist anymore. He did have a love interest in Clone Wars. You know that. She's dead. 
But the possibility of him having a love interest in the Kenobi series is, I think, is real. Yeah. Now, do I want that to be connected to Ray? Not really. You know, I don't even want it to be distantly connected to Ray at this point. I think we have to. Uh, the way Star Wars has to work is that they're obviously moving away from the bloodline and going that everybody has access to the Force if the Force is willing to call upon you at any time. I think Han Solo had the Force. There's no way that the Millennium Falcon is a stupid ship to pilot. Your perspective yeah. is off. So right. he has to have some sort of feel. You're right. To navigate asteroid fields in the Kessel Run and and go through ships that are this big. Yeah. You know, which is why we can believe, we can suspend disbelief enough that Ray could do the same thing because she was flying by feel. Yeah, sure. You know, so and Luke flo- flew by feel. He did. You know, except going into Dagobah. That was terrible. <laughs> Literally the worst. Like, how would, did you not see? So, I mean, we got a lot of potential, potential threads that Kenobi can uh, hit onto. Sorry, my phone keeps going down. That's what I, I hear you. I hear But uh, no news right now on that. My expectations are medium to high because it's Ewan McGregor. It's a known actor. Yeah. You know, so we just don't know anything else just yet. And I think it's – this can go several different ways. If they just tell a nice story mm-hmm. and they have Ewan McGregor knock it out of the park yeah. and it has zero to do – Pissed. You would hate – you would be mad at that. I, I can't have a one-off. You. This has to mean something. Mm. I don't know. I'm like, it dep- I guess it depends, but yeah. So why put in all that effort? And that's, I guess that's where I pull in the Ray thing. So I, okay, here's, I guess the bigger story is I want it to mean something to the third trilogy. Okay. More than I want it to the original trilogy. Last episode connection. Is that what you're thinking? Something connected to Rise of Skywalker, something that plants the seeds for the first order. I mean, listen, the biggest thing here, everybody complained. We don't know who Snoke is. We don't know who Snoke is. By the way, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it, yeah. too, because I didn't know who the Emperor was when I watched it when I was eight years old. He didn't have a name until the third movie. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. So, so I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if they want to, they could plant the seed that Obi-Wan knows Snoke. Snoke's, you know, old as all heck. He's, he's You Fair. know what I mean? Like, so Fair. S- you could put Snoke in there. Fair. That could inform. I'm liking this. That and, and that would satisfy a lot of fans too, because remember, Star Wars got a little bit to clean up, as you said. The Mandalorian's going to mm-hmm. start to do that. It's going to be a show for adults, yeah, in a lot of ways. And the storytelling things that we appreciate, mm-hmm. Kenobi could plant the seeds for Snoke, First Order, um, you know, even somebody like Hux, obviously as a father or grandfather, or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I, but 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 I won't be furious. Yeah. If they just tell an isolated story. Yeah. I won't be. Because in this way, in a lot of ways, this is the make good. Mm-hmm. Listen, we nobody that watched the prequels said, you know what the worst part about the prequels was? That gosh darn Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, he was the bright spot. Through all three movies, yeah. it was the thing that a lot of us loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a character that we were familiar with. Realistically, right, right. It, was, it was almost the only character we were familiar with. We, nobody knew who Qui-Gon Jinn was when we saw Phantom Menace. You know, nobody knew who Count Dooku was. Nobody knew who Jar Jar was. All we knew was that somebody was, a, you know, we knew young Anakin Skywalker. 
Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, and that that guy definitely looks a lot like the Emperor. That's what, you know what right, I mean? Right. Like, yeah, sure. So, um, in a lot of ways, this is like, because I'm not a huge prequel guy, but I don't hate the prequels as much as everybody prequels. else does. Uh, after reading a lot of the new content, come to, I've never not, a pre- first off, I saw the prequels when I was 10. Yeah. Which means that I was in the age in which you should see these movies. Love them. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with them. Now everybody can criticize anything. I, I don't. If honestly, if they you were know? books and I read them as books, yeah, I'd be like, "This is awesome." Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's a Jedi Council. There's how many Jedi? Right. Wait, that guy talking. calls in an order to kill all of them. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Wait, right. he knew Ch- Yoda knew Chewbacca. I would die if I was reading yeah. these things in books. Yeah. It was the visuals. It was the acting. It was the reliance sure. on CGI. Um, the Vista. It's yeah. Windows Vista. <laughs> yeah, right, we were talking about <laughs> yeah, that. That's right. um, so, yeah, my thing is, if this just is an awesome version of Obi-Wan Kenobi portrayed by Ewan McGregor, I, it won't kill yeah. me. If it does add something to the new trilogy or beyond, mm-hmm. I'd be cool with that. Do we see Force Ghost Obi-Wan <sighs> on Jakku? Listen... <laughs> <laughs> All bets are off with respect. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Do you mean like in a special edition as a joke or do you mean in Rise of Skywalker? No, I mean to make a connection to Rise of Skywalker. Do we see Force, Ghost, Obi-Wan, which we know can manifest? Yeah. Obviously, Luke has cut himself off, mm-hmm. so he can't be contacted at this time. By the way, as soon as Luke Kim comes back in The yeah. Last Jedi, Yoda gets on him immediately <laughs> like hey man you've been absent for quite some time is everything okay it's like what well, teachers would do like where you've been noticeably absent does obi-wan kenobi force ghost small appearance on jakku just overlooking the atat here's i mean here's here's one of the really big things you know, part of me wonders, we should actually maybe just start to put together a little bit of a salad here, and maybe we should talk Rise of Skywalker footage, because yeah. in the in the D23 footage, we hear, yeah. we hear Vader. Now, obviously, Vader is Luke's dad. That's a big deal. What? <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, God. oh my gosh. Go back. Press the 30 second Hold back on. or 30. Spoiler so, Here's the deal, though. We sometimes forget because he strikes them down in, in A New Hope that Luke knew Vader and Vader knew Luke for like 20 minutes. In Obi-Wan the, Kenobi yeah. and Darth Vader knew each other for a decade plus, right? So you're feeling there's a Vader appearance in Kenobi somehow. I'm feeling that if there's going to be a Vader appearance in any capacity in Rise of Skywalker, Kenobi's fair game for Rise of Skywalker too. Oh yeah. Oh, I think I think we're going to get Kenobi appearance in Rise of Skywalker for sure. Yep. Yeah. Before just we get before, oh, we man. have the poster of Rise of Skywalker it's beautiful. up here. It's beautiful. Uh, before we get to Rise of Skywalker, there is a Cassian Andor series coming out. Yeah. Not a lot of news going on with that. That is the Rebel spy from Rogue One. Uh, what I'm excited about is the it's both of them coming back. Droid, uh, Alan Tudyk's character, oh, uh, K- K- K2SO, K2SO, and Cassian. He's going to be in it. Going to be in it. 
coming back. Takes place a little bit before Rogue One. I think it's going to be a spy. Not thriller. after Rogue One. Before, because it can't be, because he's <laughs> dead. Everybody <laughs> dies at the end of Rogue One, and I'm okay with it. Rogue One is is underrated. It's an underrated movie. I enjoy it a lot. It actually might be the next movie I break down on the podcast. Cool. I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, but I think it's going to be fine. You know, again, I think it's a shoehorn element. Uh, we, I'm not uh, sure you're what You're talking Rogue One, right? I'm talking about Cassian, oh, the Cassian. And Got the it. Cassian Andor. Yep. Um, no, I think Rogue One's a wonderful story in terms yeah. of... Um, it didn't, doesn't have to push any story along, but it's a nice You know chapter. what I bumped on Rogue One was Saw. When they announced that Farce Whitaker was going to be yeah. Saw, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then once I say, once I saw it play out on the screen, I was like, slightly less awesome than I thought it was going to be. But did you follow him in Clone Wars and Rebels? Yes. Because that's where I got my excitement was like, they are making connections between yes. the, and it made it important again. Yeah. And then we have uh, you know pictures of the ghost in Solo. Chopper yeah. is on screen going across or not Solo in in Rogue One. So I mean that I'm cool I didn't, with. I, didn't, I, don't th- I don't think I ever catch Chopper. So oh, yes, please break down Rogue One. Yes, I'm going to need that. Gonna Thank happen, you. That's going to come soon. So Cassinander and coming soon. No real information out there except maybe a spy thriller. But uh, I like Luga. The Diego Luga, right? Luga, Luna. Uh, he's a good. Ca- I think he's a good character. Yeah. I l- liked his character arc overall in Rogue One. Uh, so we, does he start off? Obviously, he's pretty nasty in Rogue One to start, right? So is this how he gets recruited? Yeah. Into the Rebel Alliance turned spy assassin. I'd watch that. Does he repro? Do we see the reprogramming of K two S O? I'd watch so does, that. Does K two S O start out as a villain? Uh, yeah, I mean, technically would, right? He's an you know, Imperial mid- droid. Mid-season finale sort of thing. End season. You sure. know, we've got a mission for you. It's one of the best designs in all of Star Wars it's history, a great, by the way. great droid. Uh, and, you know, obviously with me being the toy collector, yeah. I bring these figures into my hands. And that K2SL, I'm just like, this is, yeah. this is, this is fantastic. It's like a protocol droid times six. Yeah, like, so, so I really look better. forward to seeing him come back to yeah. life on screen. He, yeah. That's really enjoyable. You've seen the behind the scenes that Alan Tudyk, He's in, you know, uh, motion capture. Yeah. I just I just gestured with my hand that you can all see. Yes. But he's got K2SOs, like, on a headbands. Okay. And it's above his head. Cool. And that's how they, you know, do the movement, similar to Jar Jar. But we're taking a look at the Rise of Skywalker poster that debuted with D23. Uh, it is up on the screen right now. Uh, first and foremost, we have the Emperor front and center, my friend. Uh, people online are telling me that this is a Hot Toys representation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yep, it is. Um, so believe it or not, like, so one thing I love, and I, and I don't even think I got to say it out loud when we had Kathleen Kennedy on the screen, mm-hmm. and I was looking at all the Star Wars logos. I love, I love like visual design stuff. I'm not great at it necessarily, yeah. but I love it. So I always appreciate good logos, good design, and one thing I really like doing sometimes is making like card backs for custom toys my friend my friend matt oh, makes okay. custom toys nice now what's hard is like he made this really nice um hammerhead pilot x-wing pilot which i know hammerhead is a derogatory term in their race but um uh but there's no really great pictures of hammerhead other than the one time you see him in a new hope right like there's not a lot of high-res photos of him mm-hmm. so i found a picture of 
the it was actually it was actually the gentle giant statue, high res versions of that, and it's so photorealistic that I'm able to then superimpose it on a uh, X-wing pilot's head, and I'm using a toy to create a photorealistic wow. rendition for for the card back. So long story yeah. short, um, yeah. Uh, those hot toys look real. And so, yeah, it looks like that they actually use the Emperor Palpatine. So here's toy. the theory. Okay, I'm ready for the theory. Matt Smith. Yep. Rumored to be in it, rumored to be out of it, rumored to be in it. Okay. Unknown at this point, yep. does he play young Emperor Palpatine in a flashback sequence? Because that looks like a young... As a matter of fact, my friend... That t- looks like a young Emperor to me. So ironically, and I, I think I posted it today on Instagram two years ago... How do you get to these Instagram memory things? I have a different prediction about okay. about our good friend Matt Smith. Um, is it your archive? Yeah. I'm sitting here yeah. showing every bit of being 32 years old. You find that. Yep. I'll talk about the poster a little bit more. And as we're looking at our poster, you know, uh, blue is the dominating color over red. And that tells you that tells a little bit of a story. We have little lightning sort of effects going back and forth. Uh, Kylo Ren has the high ground, a la Obi Wan, against Rey on the left hand side. Is the is Palpatine the puppet master in this poster? Has he been controlling this? sequel trilogy storyline for a while so i do think one of my other favorite franchises is um harry potter yeah and they do like the harry potter and deathly hollows and they do like that actually have you seen all the movies how dare you (laughs) is that a joke a little bit of a joke i went to every 12 o'clock screening Dude, since Prisoner of Azkaban, me too. Okay. That's awesome. We probably went through the same. And AMC. Prisoner of Azkaban, that was the movie that was so that we'll, changed. Let's save. We should That's talk Harry Potter sometime. Done. I love that. Um, so uh, I loved when they did like the whole Deathly Hallows exposition, right? The animated part. Yeah. Now I'm not saying Star Wars is going to do an animated part, but if if Palpatine is the puppet master. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to get, like, an official, like, excursion. Oh, I see what's on your phone. You see what's on my phone? And so this is this is where I'm actually going to kind of corroborate what you're saying is that, yes, I think it's very possible that Palpatine has been the puppet master Fair. from the beginning. And I think that there's a good chance. And this would this be new territory? Well, no, no, no. Because in Last Jedi, we did do a flashback to Luke and, and Kylo Ren. Right. And we told him. I think that's him, the first flashback. I think, Ever. yeah, I think it is. But hey, the precedent is now set. That's now in Star Wars storytelling yeah. mechanics, the same way that you know. So I have a picture pulled up on my phone right now, and I will reshare it. And it is a picture of our the aforementioned Matt Smith. Matt Smith, very prominent forehead. Very prominent forehead. Very prominent jaw. Very prominent nose. And I have it. I put I put this together. By the way, this wasn't me. This wasn't me finding Ooh. on the internet. I put these two things together but it's a picture of him next to snoke and i think that there's a possibility that we could see in some sort of exposition a force ghost emperor palpatine or a clone emperor palpatine manipulating 
manipulating young Matt Smith, a very young Matt Smith, and a la Lord of the Rings, as we see Gollum or yeah. Schmeagol yeah. transform into oh my the gosh. hideous. That is Gollum. so much screen time to cover. It is. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Wow. No, that is. I like that. Um, two hours and five minutes, though, right? So, <laughs> but hey, listen. You can, you know, I've been here from the beginning. Flash. It's Matt Smith. Yep. Boom. Over him. Yep. You know, and then you see, like, contortion and, you know, years have passed. It's it's possible. When you say I've been here from the beginning, I almost just got chills because it yeah. suddenly dawns on me that obviously the catalyst for the whole Star Wars story is, has been Palpatine. Is Palpatine, yeah. and so, but also yeah. obviously Vader. Yeah. My question for you is, because I don't know this off the top of my head. Anakin doesn't have a father, and then it's obviously explained that uh, that that the Force can create life. That can I comment on that one? Yeah. In a recent in, it has been recent. It's been uh, prior to summer. In one of the comics they uh, alluded. Actually, they didn't allude. They told you that the Emperor had a direct relation to creating young Anakin in Shmi. Amazing. Du- direct. Like So as you said, you know, I, I've been here from the beginning. You you were like you were made. You know, and it's yep. Shmi's stomach and like behind him behind her is Palpatine with his like, you know, he's in his cow. Obviously he wouldn't have been his cow at the time. But, like, he's got finger manipulations going and red, all, all kind of stuff. The rise of Skywalker, the start of Skywalker. Emperor Palpatine starts the Skywalker bloodline it, it, as we know it. Yeah. As Force-sensitive individuals. And we had Anakin. We had Luke. We had Ben Solo, who is a Skywalker. Yep. Right? Dude. Yep. Yeah, listen, it's getting a little bit more epic as we talk about, it, isn't it? Are, so we're we gonna see a, f- yeah. I, we're gonna we're gonna do take. Do you want to watch this? Of course, we're gonna watch the D twenty three stuff. Let Let's watch it, then we and can. You maybe... ha- and you haven't seen it. You've seen this, right? I've seen this. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's take a look. And here we go. I have to. I want to make a comment about the music later. Okay. Because I was, it took me in a different direction in my ear space. Stand by. There we go. We're seeing images from the original trilogy. All from A New Hope, right? All from A New Hope so far. End of New Hope now. Empire Strikes Back, yep. Random Bubba Fett from Jabba's Palace, which is in Return of the Jedi, because <laughs> <laughs> it's the best footage they had. Now we're at we're at the end of Return of the Jedi. I'm not too excited that they use the same voice over for this. Sure, but I will explain and elaborate. Yeah, remember this is D23. Yeah, not this a is D23 footage. So we're actually in chronological order of the movie releases, not yes. of... Yeah. Although that last scene of Palpatine was from Revenge of the Sith. Got it. <laughs> but it makes a good connection. 
this Christmas. We're into the new footage. We're seeing a village. It's beautiful. Pisana, that's the planet Pisana, I believe. Okay. Lots of cool ships there, including B wings, cool B wings, A wings. C three PO with red eyes has ramifications. The red ribbon means something. Yeah. This what are they scene, on? I can tell you what they're on. Oh. <laughs> but we would, but we would have to screen cap it, which you know I don't like doing. I just found out new information about the last scene. All right, right off the bat, this sounder, listen, right? Let's keep going. We're going to listen to this, the end of it. Listen. So that's Ray's theme, right? Yeah. At the teaser trailer of the uh, Rise of Skywalker, it's Kylo Ren's theme slowed down. So, yin and yang, sort of opposites yeah. attract, sort of thing. All right, fun stuff. At the beginning of this trailer, yes, I, you could have, I would have bet my life that they were playing the Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> Please listen to the horns just one more time for me, just to confirm or deny this that I'm not crazy. Just listen to the horns. Hold on. Are you in? I can hear it. Right. I can and hear that, it. Like the fourth one, I was like, all right, the three, I'm fine. But the fourth one, when it went up, I was like, oh my god, we're listening to Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a slowed down version of it. But uh, man, we've got lots to unpack in that uh, little trailer here. I don't know if I can pull this. Yeah. So w what was the runtime on that? Two, two fifteen. Two, two eleven. Two eleven. Okay. So the first minute is really just the recap. Right. Okay, and as we said, that that goes in chronological order of the movie's releases, more or less. Mostly chronological order in the way they released, but I think the idea of giving there is a shot of Palpatine, and immediately after it is Kylo Ren. Yes. Looking at Vader, actually, has the scene where he's looking at Vader's helmet too. So yeah. Uh, very interesting. This scene of Pisana looks like Aladdin. It does. Uh, so that is interesting. We always forget that the galaxy is so wide. This There's a whole civilization here that we're not so sure about just yet. Yeah, their developments are so vastly different. Obviously, we, we're going to have a little bit of Leia somewhat. That's, you know what? I'm not even like... Leia's not the thing that's getting me excited for this movie. So uh, I may have said it on my podcast at one point, or I may have said it to you privately... Yeah. And I give all the credit to my friend Mike McCarthy, who's probably listening. The first line was the first line of Force Awakens. Luke Skywalker has, has vanished. vanished. I feel like the first. I don't even want Leia. I know it sounds hard. I don't even know if I need Leia in this I movie want her at to all. To be killed off in the scroll. In the scroll, man. Just right. Sorry, Princess Leia is gone. But I but. want her to come. Okay. Well, I actually have a, a fun fan theory that how she could have been handled in the last Jedi a little bit better. Yeah. After she went into she should have went into the coma like immediately and then taught her lessons to all her people via flashback, which would have um changed their character arcs throughout the course of the movie. But I think that's just that's a different sidebar. I think that's what they're gonna do here. I think they're gonna open up at her funeral. 
you know, or just say, you know, people, the galaxy mourns the loss of General Leia Organa, but then we see her in a little bit of flashback footage here and there. It's a lot of flashbacks we're talking for this Here and movie. there, here and there, yeah. you know. Um, I don't want her to be a force ghost. You need to learn that. Um, Luke, I'm okay with. Han Solo, not okay with it. He should not come back, right? If I, it would be great in the moment, but not great for the story. Now, narratively, the rules they've established in the universe—you yeah. can't, you can't have everyone coming back. Right. Only thing, I'm right. a big, yeah. I'm a big Office guy, right? I'm, mm-hmm. a, you know, everybody is. Everybody watches the Office, right? So. They do the cold right? opens. You, you watch the office, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yes, cold opens. They do the cold open and they smash into the office music. Yeah. I, no, because I don't know how you juxtapose the long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Unless JJ just goes, we're doing a prologue. Right. <laughs> Where, like, well, part of me was thinking that whole, like, the smashing in of the word Star Wars. Yeah. Right after Ray and and Leia have a conversation, but the smashing in of the yeah 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 it usually goes galaxy far far away Star Wars back as it fades we get the crawl crawl and then it usually fades down yeah into a planet fades down or fades up or whatever because yeah. they've changed it up a couple times yeah I don't know how they're going to utilize Leia it's almost the least of my concerns <clears throat> excuse me it's the least of my concerns that they get it. Right? Don't care. Yeah. Just don't get it wrong. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Don't screw it up. We just said right a lot of times in that right, segment. Right, right, right. Left. <laughs> what ship is that? On the right-hand side there. Because it doesn't look like the Falcon to me. No, it reminds me a little bit of Dash Rendar's ship, kind yeah. of. Because it's got something circular on is it. Is this post-Millennium Falcon blowing up in the Rise of Skywalker and the ship being rebuilt? <laughs> Yeah, well, I see A wings, I see Y wings, I see uh, what are those? Are those B wings? They are B wings. Yeah. Um, there also is a tantive. Right at the, see that. Oh end? yeah, yeah, the yeah. Tant- like the, right, yeah. the tantive. Is that what it's called? I always call it the well, rebel. The, the rebel. It's transport. a blockade. Yeah, it's blockade. A yeah. Blockade transport. Um, these next scene. Well, by the way, we're breaking down uh, just a little. Only the new footage. Yep. Sorry, frame by um, frame breakdown here, guys. We are at a frame by frame <laughs> yes, breakdown I think at we're, this point. We're definitely probably over two hours. We so. don't care. We don't care. You're in. Uh, if we need to, we'll part one, part two this if we have to. These are Imperial Star Destroyers, not First Order Star Destroyers. You're right. But although this image of lines of Star Destroyers is cool, narratively speaking, I'm not good with it. So this needs to be a vision. It, so it really in this trailer looks like we have a lot of misdirection misdirection yeah. like we said maybe it's like sped up exposition yeah um you know we ruled we once ruled the galaxy right and this right. and they show yes. that you know yes. we never left yeah you know something yes. like that so yeah oh my god yeah that's did you see the but <laughs> did you just see how <laughs> so like they're now they're showing finn and Jana, who is a new character to the to the storyline got it uh uh, ominously looking out. Yeah. There's a pilot behind them. Well, that's it. What kind of ship are they in? I want to say they're in that 
New the, ship. They would, they would, it would have to be the, the new, new Millennium ship. Falcon. Because everything else is a single pilot cockpit. Except for the blockade runner. They could be in the cockpit of the blockade true, runner. True, 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 true. If, if that's true. Yeah. yeah. If that's true. Okay. The red only eye C-3PO. Red eye C- the only red eye protocol droid I'm aware of is Dr. Aphorus. Oh, yeah. Who is like Michael and yeah? Stuff what's, like uh, that. what's I don't his know his name. He, there's one's like triple zero, one's yeah. like six 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 or nine yeah, nine nine. Or I have um, Amazon Prime has me the first four volumes of Doctor Afra. Nice. So that will be coming soon on the podcast. They just released her and those droids. Yeah, I heard as Black good. Series figures. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but my here's my guess is that. C-3PO has been a horcrux this whole time. Right? I read this on Twitter, what? and I was like, whoa, Starcrux. Well, I mean, it was the first thing ever created by Darth Vader. Which was created by Palpatine. Palpatine, right? What? He has to be destroyed I kind of just want the them rest to, to live. <laughs> well, that's, and that's, and like, I've heard too, like, uh, remember like the initial rumors of Force Awakens when it came out was that the movie was going to start with them finding Luke's floating hand. That was a rumor, yeah. You know, because they... Kn- that would have been so dumb. Something <laughs> leaked, right? Yeah. There, but something leaked that that lightsaber yeah. was going to be involved. And, you know, I think that people's imagination... They do need to address the lightsaber. It's very important. Yes. I need to, I need to just see something like Vader picked it up, fine. Scavengers picked it up, fine. The Force Collector in this new book called Force Collection found it. Which lightsaber? Vader? Uh, Talking about uh, Anakin Skywalker's, Luke Skywalker's severed hand. Yes. Lightsaber at, at the bottom of Bespin. And that, well, that's. What do you think Vader just left? Maz has it. She has it now. Right. 30 years later. Right. Okay, you want to know what happened? I want to know how, how did it get there? I mean, they can't leave that thread open and yeah. not close it. It would be silly. When Luke fought Kylo Ren. He used that lightsaber in the Force Vision. In a proje- a not his green. No. Oh, okay. Interesting, right? Yeah. I wonder. Where's that saber at now? I think he still had it because. You, something tells me this trailer is going to bring up more lightsaber God, stuff. Oh, my God. We, we, we done did it, didn't we? I don't know what's going on in this scene with. It's not a Death Star. By the way, de- if they go Death back Star to Blast. Death Star Tech, I'm going to scream. I can't stand it. What if it's a square it. or triangle? It could, yeah. it could be a Death Triangle. <laughs> a cylinder? Um, so there's two blasts. Okay. Is... It's a frame-by-frame breakdown. We said we weren't going to do this, What is going on in this? And what planet are we on? I see some snow over to the right-hand side. Yeah, I can't. I can't say for sure unless this is a first-order bombard- bombardment. Another flashback, maybe. Um, it kind of reminds me in the first teaser trailer of that ship. It's like off center, and then the ship comes in, and but they're in a mountainous area. Yeah, maybe our heroes go there for a, a brief a brief minute. Don't know. Yep. Question: Do you know if Alderaan has snow? Again, I, I know we're getting crazy yes. with the flashback stuff here. Yes. But it could be, you know. No, <laughs> I don't like where you're going here. <laughs> that planet's obviously destroyed. The one that just got shot is gone. Right. But the Death Star was green. Bolts. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. But Wait. I like where you're. I like where your head's at tonight, <laughs> Ryan. This is that was good. Now you. Have we shared... have force throwing. Yes. Ray, force yeah. lightsaber throwing on board. Knocking down trees, which knocking is down very trees. inappropriate based on our the current Amazon climate. Is not enjoying yes. this. But uh, do you see that little ball thing back there too? Oh no, I missed it. There looks like there's just kind of like a ball among the trees. 
Oh, oh, it's right. a it's a training droid. Right, hundred percent. Got it. Okay. From the oh. the burnt Millennium Falcon. By the way, I'm on board with the Millennium Falcon going down in this. I would film. be devastated. And that's the you could point. kill Lando or Chewie, but you, if you hurt that Falcon, my my car's nicknamed the Millennium Falcon. I drive a Honda Fit, and it's got like a big, yeah. I've yeah. got to say a big cockpit cockpit window, but a big windshield. It's got a big windshield. We can call it a cockpit window. If it and it reminds me of yeah. Um, <laughs> what if in the epilogue it's Chewie and Ray rebuilding the Falcon from the scraps? What's that red thing? On her hand. So uh, I was reading up on it. J.J. Abrams has used that story device before. It's the it's like it represents the end of a journey, something like that. Mm. That has that's a symbolic sort of thing. I have to do a little bit more research on it. So yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, J.J. Abrams' filmography is shockingly limited. Yeah. Well, I think I'm sorry. It might be something he pulled from a book. Got it. And especially Star Wars is always pulled from like right. Eastern culture and stuff. Yeah. So. Okay, is this a desert planet at Could nighttime? Be at nighttime, is with this the, with the moon happening post Jedi jump in the first teaser trailer of her jumping over? It could be, right? Because Cause with, these with, two scenes don't match up at all. And that's the, is that the identical ship? Oh yes, the okay. silencer. I okay. have it in Lego, ready to be built. That's yeah. I didn't know if it was. Um, you know what? You know you know what? Tie fighters always loved the tie ions. Mm-hmm. Of course, I like yeah. ion stuff. Where you know it's got the cockpit, and then yeah. next to it, it's got that auxiliary like generate. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah, it basically has like two dots in between the the yeah. wings. I'll, yeah. I'll pull up a picture. Yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. But, okay. Um. So yeah, is this nighttime desert? Yeah, maybe. Interesting. And then we there have... was there was red lightning in the back there at the last minute. Or yeah, okay. All right, so we're at the uh, nearly the second to final scene of the D23 footage. And, uh, Ryan, I'm going to direct your attention to the upper left-hand corner, which that is a surface turret. Okay. Which would only be found on several places. One. Yep. The surface of the Death Star. Yes. Or an Imperial Star Destroyer, based on the size of it and the background. I'm thinking this is going to be one of the most epic scenes we've ever seen in the Star Wars movie. Yeah. I love it. So we're, we're on the surface of the Death Star there. We're on the surface we? of the Death Star. And, you know... The, the su- half-submerged Death Star. And what's cool about that, what I like about that is, for better or worse, but it's established in Star Wars, so you got to keep with the continuity, kind of, is everything that they did in The Phantom Menace with the jumping and the, you know, not flying. They never yeah. flew, yeah. but... um with the lots of jumping or whatever. We didn't really see that again in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Luke has that one pretty pretty significant jump, I think. He jumps up. in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, does he jump out of the he, like, carbonite yes, chamber? Yes, he jumps straight up and yeah. says, impressive, you know? Yeah. Uh, would you consider the jump flip to catch the lightsaber in Return of the Jedi? Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. I would say it's not as... So, fun story. Yeah. When I was a kid and I would jump into the pool, I'd always ask my mom. Throw like, mom, throw it so yeah. I can catch it like Luke Skywalker oh, in Return yes. of the Jedi. <laughs> there is nothing more that cracks me up than the Family Guy parody of that scene when the pitcher shows up and he says no, and it's the horns, and then he says yes. I was 
rolling on the ground. That's a, good that was, that's a great line. Let's finish this up. Great battle. So we have some. So the continuation of that is, so he had just said, your journey nears the end. Yeah. And then we have Vader, right? <sighs> Something else is there, too. Can't quite pick it up. But we have a very robotic-looking Ray. Theories out there that she is a clone. Or Division. Yeah, it reminds me you a know? lot of the of the cave yeah. in, um, is it Empire? That Yeah. <sighs> now. When I first watched this in the airport at Tampa Bay at 8.30 in the morning when it first dropped, I'm like to my wife, can you just watch her for two minutes and 11 seconds? I just need to focus in on this for a moment. I am, I was, I'm, I'm negative toward the mechanism of the lightsaber because I don't like that both can be un, uh, ignited. You would have to have dual kyber crystals in there, Correct. correct. And does does malls have dual kyber crystals or no? I want to say yes okay. because it was cut in half and one could still work. True. I think the other one was lost. And I had the replica, so I do know that for a fact Okay. at one point. I just don't like – I think the mechanism is strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have preferred a double holster yes. and magnet – magnetic put together yeah. to be, become the boat, the staff. That yeah, especially because the initial vision with the two of them next to each other, yeah, you would never fight in that position. Zero times. Zero times. So it's just a cool visual. That's it. And um, I listened to an interview of J.J. Abrams before you came over. Okay. And he basically... Didn't obviously made no comment to this. He spoiled the end of the movie, he, right? That's it's actually over. It's <laughs> over already. He says this movie has months of editing to go. That's what he said. This movie has months of editing to go. Okay. Which means that this is nothing right, right now. Right. Uh I like the idea of it. Apparently on the right hand side there's somebody in white. I don't see it. If there was, and this is just a vision. A Kylo Ren in all white is going to make an awesome action it would, figure. It would be an awesome action figure. Does this scene take place? Vader's castle. Oh, oh, that would be good. It would be a good callback. You dropped that on your show last yeah. week that you were wanting to do. That's just what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I, that would make me really happy. Yeah. Great it just lo- has to be a vision. It doesn't, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it doesn't have to be real, it could just be a vision yeah. of you're the new Vader. You can, this is, you can be... You this know. is where you go. You were nobody, and now yeah. just maybe, like Anakin was, right? They maybe right. Maybe they travel to Mustafar, and this is the vision she sees in Vader's castle. Dear God, Man. did you see the the the? Do you call it GIF or GIF? I call it a GIF. Did you see the GIF of the Swiss Army knife? Yeah, I hated it. Yeah, and I loved it at the same time. My goodness. Did we get anything else at the end here? Just the just, soft just the, just minor tone of, of Ray's theme. I can't believe we got that footage. Now, J.J. Abrams says, not a trailer. Right. Just special footage. He's not calling this a trailer. So this is not trailer number two. I will go by the uh, the title on YouTube that says, 
D23 special look. Would you agree with me that this came out on Monday? Yeah. Star Wars is dead. 15.6 million views. But Star Wars is dead. Star Wars is no one's is, dead. No one is interested in it anymore. Uh, just a day ago, I, I posted, you see the picture of 7 million. Yeah. It doubled. Wow. Which means it's actually kind of gaining steam. It, it's gaining steam. Right. Because usually what happens is, yeah, you get 5 million the first day. Yep. Cool. And then you get the bounce rate. Yep. Damn. Incredible. Well, listen, that, that actually ends my D23 Star Wars news. We've, we covered equally amount in time against the Marvel news. But that's how wild yeah. the Star Wars news at D23 was. I was actually shocked that they dropped so much at D23. I guess, I mean, I, I think the Kenobi was an afterthought. I think they were like, oh, we got to get this out before, you know. I think they were saving that maybe for celebration, but they were like, uh, we can't sit on this anymore. I think they always were going to do the Mandalorian. Uh, I didn't expect them to really talk about Cassie and Andor, and we had no idea that the entire cast of Rise of Skywalker, I mean, they just were there in celebration. Why would they bring them back so quickly? D23 surprised me. Yeah, I do love that they set the precedent that D23 is going to be a big deal. Um it's 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 amazing though. It's only one month after San Diego Comic Con, uh, and and it feels like it feels like we got. Yeah, I just I was really blown away, and like you said, the cast coming out was cool. Yeah. Every single time I see Daisy Ridley, she just lights up my life. What wonderful casting that was! Wonderful. Um, you because conversely, Rogue One, uh, also a female lead. Yep. I feel no kinship with what was her name? Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones, Jen Erso. Yeah, I feel no kinship with with her. I felt kinship only because I read the book Catalyst. Got it. Which is a prequel to Rogue One and follows the relationship of Galen Erso and not director Krennic just yet, but Imperial officers. And by the end, uh, uh, Galen figures out what he's trying to do cool. and like ex- extrapolates the data and goes, they're making a weapon. Oh, wow. And he takes his family and leaves. And then Rogue One opens with him finding him. That's awesome. So it was like, for me, I was like, whoa, this this movie became more. Yeah. You know, so maybe I'll do, maybe I'll add that into the breakdown is like go over some catalyst information and then get into Rogue One yeah. uh, coming soon. So yeah, that was D23 Star Wars and Marvel for you. So as we move forward in our D23 coverage, we're just going to uh, hit on some of the other things that will be coming out to a TV, tablet, or phone screen near you. Well, obviously we have 5,000 episodes of Disney Channel exclusives, I would assume, right? Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, it's kind of their archive. I included in there that Boy Meets World is going to be on there. Nice. They didn't announce everything, you know. Uh, I had nieces and nephews over the course of the past sixteen years, so there's shows like Good Luck Charlie mm-hmm. and, you know, like The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I think that's a Disney show, or was that Nickelodeon? Whatever the case is, yeah. It doesn't really say if it's going to be archival or what, but five thousand episodes of original content day one. Nice, that's very cool. You got High School Musical, the show, which I enjoyed the first High School Musical. Yeah, and I guess this is some sort of reboot. I don't think that, like, Zac Efron or whatever. Is that his name? Is that the guy? Yep, that was you're right on one? it, Zac Efron. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back, but I could be wrong. Maybe he is. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire, I didn't really, I wasn't into that show. Yeah, speaking of someone coming back, that will have Hilary Duff in it. Oh, excellent. Yeah. 
Phineas and Ferb, the movie. I'm a huge Phineas and Ferb guy. Not, not one minute have I watched Phineas so and Ferb. It's a, Phineas and Ferb's a really creative show in the fact that they do, um, they break it down like it's a 30-minute episode, but it's two 15-minute episodes. And just that little, the way they tell that story is a lot of fun. Oh. So I'm looking forward to seeing a cool. movie and the characters return. Nice. Get the monsters at work. That is Monsters, Inc. post about ah. six months after uh, the first Monsters, Inc. Cool. I think uh, if I get the daughter into Monsters, Inc., that might be something we get on. Cheesy Christmas movie? Yeah, we, got an, we got an Anna Kendrick Christmas movie. Is it Noel? She is Noel Kringle. Her brother oh, no. reluctantly inherits the throne of being Santa Claus. He goes a little bit MIA. She says, let's go find him. Uh, I'm a big Christmas movie guy. I we, like we, it. We were just talking off mic about moments that make us ball our eyes out. To this day, Elf, the ending of Elf. Uh, outstanding. I ball my eyes out every outstanding. time. Outstanding. Uh, Forky asks a question. Toy Story, right? Yeah, 10-part show, uh, day one launch. I did not see Toy Story 4 yet, so I didn't. I have no idea yeah, what's Forky's going on. Forky's good. He's it. voiced by the guy. You wanna, are you an Arrested Development guy? Uh, Buster, not Buster really. Bluth. Yeah, I forget yeah. his name in real life, but he's got, I think that's going to be really entertaining. Yeah, I just made some enemies. I haven't seen a a single episode of Arrested Development. Bo Peep gets a show called Lamp Life. <laughs> yeah, so okay. that's a little... You would have to see Toy Story Fair. 4 to fully understand that. Fair. Spark Shorts, Pixar. Uh, I guess these are it's day one release. Yep, that's day one. All the uh, I'm excited for this. I would say most, right? Mostly all the Disney movies are yeah, there. So it was it was a little bit of a contradiction where uh, the site I was working off of was, was actually Disney's website, yeah, uh, or at least their fan site, their D23 site, whatever. Yeah. And it said all Disney movies would be there, and then it had a list. And I was like, well, where's like Aladdin the animated movie? Right, right, that's right. not there. Yeah. So did they not include that in the list, or when they said all Disney movies would be there, did they kind of mean that eventually? Not sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, uh, a big, big movie in the daughter's life was 101 Dalmatians, the live action with Jeff Daniels. Yes. The movie's outstanding, and if you, I'll fight you if you think otherwise. <laughs> uh, Lady and the Tramp Day 1 live action show, or live action movie. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm down. I don't know who's in it, but, you know, I... I think Sam Elliott's one of the voices, okay. like, you know, good old Sam Elliott. Oh, like, okay. so, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's probably an old dog or something, and I, I'm there for that. This will probably be a very popular show, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it's going to be a 12-episode series. That's a day one drop. Is that going to be Apartments.com in between? <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Change your world. That's Change right. your... Love, Simon series? Yeah, you familiar with Love, Simon? Negative. Uh, well, it's actually the only reason I put it on here, because it's of note. It's about a closeted... Uh, gay high school student and that just seems like it's slightly outside of disney's typical wheelhouse but they inherited the property i I think it was at fox before okay and yeah they're doing they're doing a tv show so that's just interesting it just shows you the diversity that's going to be on disney plus that's a show that's probably targeted at high school students it's not all kids and it's not all nerds that's good well the mandalorian is looking violent so that's a good thing yep Muppets Now, an unscripted show. Yeah, they said Improvise? it's unscripted. Yeah, well, so I think it's going to be a little bit like, um, it, it plays like an unscripted show. I should have put that in quotes. I think it's going to be a little bit like The Office, which ironically is what oh, the show whoa, was whoa, 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 whoa. The show ah. that came to ABC a couple of years ago was similar to that, and it bombed. But I guess that they reworked the concept. Okay. So we'll have some fun with that. Gotcha. And then you got, uh, is that Togo? I think it's Togo. Okay. Yeah, it's a movie with Willem Dafoe. It's based on a true story of like a dog that's getting medicine to a remote village. Um, 
that's an early drop. Reminds me of Balto. Yeah. Oh, and that's I think Balto was really based on this yeah. actual thing. So I just saw Willem Dafoe in it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, he is the Green Goblin. Yeah, and Gil from Finding Nemo. He is Gil. <laughs> he is Gil from Fi- watched a lot of Finding Nemo. Um, and our final, I think, thoughts was uh, just breaking a few minutes ago is that the D23 website is crashing with the amount of people subscribing to this three-year deal. I'm going to try to go for it. Obviously, they'll fix it and they'll make it happen, but I think they're going... What would we say? Like, What's our estimate? 500 million subscribers? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean... So like, what are we thinking? So here's the thing. So, like, WWE Network, when that launched five years ago, obviously, it's a much smaller customer base. They fought for a while to get to a million subscribers. Okay. They're probably around two million now. But that's a that's a... You know, the whole, oh, it's a Netflix of Disney. Well, this was the Netflix of WWE. It took them four years to get to two million subscribers. I'm, this is coming in heavy, heavy this hitting. This is coming in yeah. at 10, 20, 30, 40, 100. Like you said, I think when they put the Netflix numbers out there recently for one of the shows, they said, oh, 40 million people watched it or, or something like okay. that. Um, I wonder if Disney, because Disney's Disney and they don't got anything to hide and they're they're a publicly traded company, mm-hmm. so like they might have to talk some numbers um, legally. Yeah. I don't know, hundred million yeah. people. Well, there's I think well Silicon Valley has taught me that there's several data points they look at. There's the active daily user, people watching shows every day, and then the monthly user, and then you can get the weekly and whatever. So. I don't watch Netflix every day. I'm not a daily user. So, I am. You know, like, that's not something that I do. But do they count longevity within said app? You know, there's so many things. They, so what is going to be the measurement to make Disney Plus successful? Yeah, I mean, it's... R- retention. Sure. And with the three-year plan, people are going to forget that they subscribe to this. And then what if in three years the price point has changed to $10 a month? Honestly, I mean, I'm still going to be in, but a lot of these streaming services are slowly, and it alludes to what we were talking about three and a half hours ago when we started this podcast. Back in 2018. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, is that uh, a lot of these price points are trending towards 14.99? Yeah, it's going to get there. Disney Plus is probably going to get to 19.99, um, and I don't know how much. I mean, that's two hundred forty dollars a year for access to every single. By by that point, yeah. hopefully, we'll have every Marvel movie on there, every Star Wars yeah. movie on there. We're gonna right. have a renewed Mandalorian. It, you're you're gonna tell me that twenty bucks I'm gonna balk at? I'm not. Well, it comes to a bigger argument of you don't own any of that content. You lose internet, you're out. That's true. You know, so there's, you know, there's caveats to it. Like we've talked about, yeah, it was kind of a, like I downloaded some stuff to the tablet for the plane ride, which was great. Yeah. But through Netflix, you know, that was nice. So Disney Plus has to have a download feature. Yeah. Offline library. Has to. Yeah. I think that's, and and I would like to see it across all platforms. I mean, I'm just assuming I I never watched, I, I don't know if they announced this at CES or whatever. Day one's got to be Roku, Fire Stick. Everything but Uh-oh. Amazon the Switch? Oh. devices. Wow. And Switch. Switch is not what was yeah. on. I saw, I saw a little article that I was, I was going to cover, but that's fine. I saw everything but Amazon devices. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess. 
can understand that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's coming to the Apple device. It's coming to Apple TV, and Apple's got their whole thing trying to launch. I don't know. That if that's, is the dumbest. Yeah. Thing they could have done at this point. I agree. There's no way that Apple's. By the way, it's not even in the news. No one cares. And I watch all the, you know, uh, keynotes, the and keynotes, everything. and Google's. Key, uh, what are they called? iOS and all that fun stuff. I don't care what Apple. You can't. You can't impress me. They're two and a half years too it's late. It's too late. And they're doing all this original content, and in such a crowded space, Disney seems to be doing it right, where they've got archival stuff. Yep. I can't wait for day one yep. to scroll through and say, oh my goodness yep. gracious, there's that thing that I completely forgot existed. Right. As much as I'm going to want to watch The Mandalorian, there's also a really good yeah. chance that I watch 22 episodes of Phineas and Ferb. And there's nothing like being able to pass on the stories you grew up with with the next. Yes. With the next generation, for sure. So that's pretty awesome. One thing that they're a little bit, I think, quiet on right now that I'm not 100% sure of is the Simpsons catalog is coming to Disney+. Plus. Yes. National Ge- Geographic as well. Nat Geo is going to yeah. be on there. Um, obviously, there's going to be some ESPN content. Mm-hmm. But Simpsons, you're talking 30 years of a show. I thought I read something that the Simpsons full catalog was going to be available. Yeah, I don't it know is. day one, it but is. it's going to be available. It is. And it is. And that's that's the thing we kind of keep forgetting is yeah. we had talked about the physical media. Like, well, you don't technically own anything. Listen, man, I used to buy those Simpsons series sets when they would come out for thirty nine, forty nine, ninety nine. You are going to give me what used to cost me fifteen hundred dollars to buy. For two hundred forty dollars yeah. a year, when they when they get up to the to the twenty dollar price point, right now, like you said, it's two hundred forty dollars yeah. for they're, four they're, years. They're, they're baiting you in. Yep, which is fine. Yep, I will accept said bait. Yep, and eventually the price will go up. And Netflix really didn't take a hit when they did that. No, I have the, I have the premium Netflix subscription. I think I pay like sixteen or seventeen ninety yeah. nine a month. But I have five profiles. You can view them all at the same time. They're all broken up for different people in my family. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Disney Plus, man, it's going to be big. D23, huge news. And that ends our D23 coverage. And we're going to kind of fly through the next three sections. And we're only get, we're, we're doing these next three sections just to pay homage to the Wii Podcast and We Know Things format. So why don't we get started in the game space? And so Ryan, gonna, lead us off. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question, basically. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you the question, but I'm also going to answer it first. Fair. Okay? In the game space, uh, this, is, this is Greg and Sam's favorite space, one of their favorite spaces. I want to ask you three video games, any system, any point in your life, just based on, I'm going to say based on enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not saying this is not the top three best games ever made. Yep. Three favorite games ever made. You want to give me your first one? You want to start at number three? We'll build I'm gonna number start one. At number, we're going to do a, a multi top three, which I think they do once per week. They do. But we're going to do it for multiple sections this yep. time around because in three years we'll be able to do it again and the one millionth episode yes, of We yes. Podcast. Well, you know what the things. problem is? I have nothing to add to the game space because I strictly get my game news from Greg and Sam. Fair. And since they're not here, I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> this, is, this makes sense to me. I would say number three for me is Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, that's a great pick. PC, obviously. PC. I'll tell you the story real quick. I would remember riding the school bus back from St. Chris. I went to elementary St. Chris. There was a, uh, a fine, young, strange 
gentleman called Robert McGee. Again, it's one of those memories that sear in your brain. So we're going down uh, one of these streets uh, off of Bustleton Ave, and he's like, hey, you want a computer game? And I'm like, okay, Rob, no problem, man. Just like, we're cool, right? <laughs> you know? So he's like, $5. You know, I was like, yeah. So I gave him, you know, five. And he gave me a cracked copy of Roller Coaster Tycoon on a CDR. Okay. I have it at work. Wow. Functions. You can install it. Works great. I installed it in my uh, school computer to show the kids, like, what an old game like looks like. And then just from there, just the idea of managing the park, building the coasters. And it got better up until Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Okay. Where it uh, started its own 3D environment, and then they started to bring in like VIPs and different scenarios. I wasn't in love with it. Also, probably didn't have a computer that could have run it well. True. Um, but then I got into just to make the connection to today, Park Attack. I was kind of like looking at Steam. I'm like, I kind of want to play Roller Coaster Tycoon, but I want something different. Park Attack is Roller Coaster Tycoon like on steroids. Cool. It follows the same top down by the angle view. You can choose your views by 90s. The roller coaster creation is really specific. You could set like 10 degree angle banks all the way up to like 180. Like it's really wild. Um, but you have to supply your your food stores with uh, a efficient supply chain. So you have to build your stuff with thought in mind that these people have to carry boxes. <laughs> so it like I was like, oh my god, this game is like. Is is more practical. It's a little bit realistic. You can build underground tunnels like a la Disney to get yeah. things. It's really interesting. So, Roller Coaster Tycoon slash Park Attack. And I stream that on MRC Tech on Twitch. Nice. So check this out. Nice. So, my number three, and this is, this is, this is singular, and it's Kingdom Hearts. And it's Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm. Not Kingdom Hearts 2, not Kingdom Hearts 3. Not, so, I've never even finished Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm a big Kingdom Hearts guy. I remember my little funny story behind Kingdom Hearts is I uh, I was a junior in high school. I somehow, some way during the summer got a gift card for fifty dollars, and I was like, I, I the only thing I really played from the time I got PS so PS two came out my freshman year of high school. The only thing I really played was Madden. That was it. I just had like a PS two with my Madden box. I yeah. just played a lot of PS two. So I had gift cards to Best Buy. Went to Best Buy. All intentions buying Kingdom Hearts. Because it was so kind of groundbreaking at that time. Remember, we're going back to 2002, 2003, meaning I didn't have high-speed internet yet. I wasn't uh -huh. spending a lot of time in, yeah. in the in the internet world. So the idea of Disney characters juxtaposed with these Final Fantasy characters, it was so incredibly unique, that mashup. Went to buy it, but that day before I got there, I saw a girl at school who was pretty and she had a doors patch on her back, like uh, on her backpack, like the band. So instead of buying Kingdom Hearts, I went and uh, I I bought every Doors album I could get my hands on. Okay, I spent my whole fifty dollars on Doors albums. Impressed her, dated her for a year. She's still one of my good friends to this day. Uh, but the day that we broke up, I went to the store and got Kingdom Hearts. It was really it was really bookend. <laughs> the day that we started the date was 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 you know so. Uh, yeah, so I played Kingdom Hearts all through my senior year of high school. I would get home every yeah. single day. I would listen to the Grateful Dead's, uh, the very best of the Grateful Dead album, and I would play Kingdom Hearts. Favorite, third favorite game of all time to this day 
the follow-ups are cool. They add a lot to mythology, but that first one yeah. is good enough for me. Never played, but I have friends that played. They really enjoyed Kingdom Hearts. And maybe in the next 47 years, you'll get to play Kingdom Hearts 4. Yeah. Because I hear that development takes a while. <laughs> Second game for me is a classic Mario Kart, 100%. Any system in particular? Uh, I find Super Nintendo to be extremely difficult. Yes. Obviously, right over yonder in the corner there, you see just the peak, the tip of my original 1996 Nintendo 64, but I most prefer Mario Kart 8. Okay. On what was the Wii U and yep. now but the Switch. There is... I could play this game for hours on end. I beat up on these Japanese racers online without a problem, which means that I'm damn good at this game, and I challenge any of you to it. Challenge. I hope you accept that challenge. Maybe maybe it would be actually fun. Uh, you see, I'm a big 64 guy. Yeah. Big 64. I'm guys. not as, like, I'm good. Yep. But I am better with, like, that, like, the controls, um, there's differences in the drifting. Yes. On that, that's a little bit looser and switch is a little bit tighter. Yep. With how the drift, app, uh, you know, physics and work. And ironically, it's why I'm better right. at 64 than I am yeah. anywhere else because I'm not a big precision guy. I think that's why Kingdom Hearts is on my list because mm -hmm. I'm just like hacking yeah. and slashing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I enjoy, so, I enjoy the Mario Kart. I yeah. did. That's in one. That's in a game I'm thinking about streaming too. Yeah, maybe, maybe the four of us from the Wii Pod Squad can play sometime. Put something on the line. Have some <laughs> fun with it. We're gonna put it on the line. And maybe we'll play across a couple different systems and see, you know, what kind of data the, sets we get develop. That SNES Classic. Yep, I got it. We'll do a little Mario Kart 64. Got it. Do a little Switchy Deluxe. Yeah, we could we could throw we could throw Wii original Wii in there. I got enough Joy Cons where you you know actually turn it so. You want to go that? You want to go motion controls? Well, you know, maybe. Let's I am see. so uninterested in motion controls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your number two? My number two. And when I say this, you're going to say I have no idea. Or based on some of the decorations I've seen in your basement, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I loved that game too. LucasArts, Day of the Tentacle. No idea. Oh, my gosh. All right. Day of the Tentacle okay. was a computer game. Fair. All right. Now, I don't I don't know much about video games, so I don't know what type of computer game it is. But long story short, it's three different kids. Okay. These three, ki these three kids are transported to three different times in history Ooh. by Thomas Edison's cousin. <laughs> and what you have to do is all three kids are in the same house. But once 200 years in the past, once 200 years in the future... And what you do, you can eventually you can switch between the three kids, but you got to open up some lines of communication mm -hmm. to talk through space and time continuum. But you do certain things. For example, minor spoiler alert. Okay, in the present, you have to you have to get into this room where there's surveillance tapes. But the woman that's watching over it, the only thing you can think to do to her is to push her out of the room. Okay, now the she's on one of those little rolly you know desk chairs. Okay, yeah, yeah. So every single time you kick her to throw her out the door, she grabs onto the arm of this statue that's there. The, the guy's got his arm on his right hip, and he's got his left hand up in the air, okay? She always grabs onto that stupid arm. 
So later in the game, you're 200 years in the past and you encounter them. You encounter them sculpting that statue. You change the game. You talk. You talk the artist into having him put his right hand up and his left hand on his hip. And then you go back to modern time. You throw the lady out the door and she goes to grab for it. And and there's nothing nothing there. there. I love that. The whole game is that one after another, one after another. When I was a kid, it took me months to beat it. And the good news about this, I'm not too familiar with like Steam or anything, but it is available on the iPad. Um, So you could, and it's a really great iPad game because it's a lot of touch here, you know, so on and so forth. So second favorite game of all times, Day of the Tentacle. That's what they would call that out of left field. Yeah, deep cut. Yeah, that's a deep cut. LucasArts did come out with some good Star Wars games. Yeah. Um, Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Jedi Academy. I played all of those. They yeah. were good. Uh, but number one is it's Legend of Zelda. Too many games have come out that I haven't not enjoyed. Starting with, I think, the, the one... Obviously, Breath of the Wild is outstanding except for its weapon system i've got i've got problems with that if they fix the weapon system in the second game you play breath of the wild i own it played it briefly and realized that the 32 year trend of me not being able to get into zelda games has continued 127 hours this is the 64 version oh ancarina of time oh okay okay so that's ancarina of time breath of the wild yeah yeah it's the switch switch version yep I put 127 hours. I beat the game, but I also wanted to beat it on Master. So I was like, I better stop doing stuff because I'm not going to have nothing to do. You know, So I kind of like didn't do all the shrines and kind of got through it. If they fix the weapon system and it, it, you're able to fix your weapons on the fly to make them a little bit more durable, add a little bit of j- pizzazz a la Fallout to it, the game's going to be a masterpiece. I know IGN has made it a masterpiece already because it really is. But I can't have... I don't use weapons because I don't want them to break. And if that is holding me back from using the weapon. Yeah. Like, there's no difference in me using a flame sword versus an ice sword if they both break with the same amount of hits. Yeah. Right? There should be a better mechanic in there. Like, you know, if you swing the flame sword at an enemy that's a water enemy... It breaks immediately, and like you just made that mental mistake. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there has to be stuff like that. I like but, that. Um, I am most looking forward to the reimagining of Link's Awakening. Yes, coming out soon. I played that on the OG Game Boy. Yeah, I bought a Game Boy Color clear purple. And me too. At the GameStop at Willow Grove. Nice. With. Link's Awakening DX. This will be the fourth time I've bought this game. <laughs> From OG to DX to DS to now Switch. Nintendo yeah. somehow gets you to rebuy the same game at the same price point. But Legend of Zelda is 100% the number one game for me. Nice. Uh, so my number one game is also a Nintendo property. And it's Mario 64. Um, Excellent. You figured that game hit in uh, Christmas in 96. Yep. Again, pre-internet. I'm dating myself here, but I was 10 years old. So the first time I turned that on and I saw the camera going around Mario, I had one of those old tube TVs in my basement. I would sit two feet from it, and I was just in my own little world. I was. It was me and my buddy Mario. Yeah. 
and we're running around this beautiful castle and there's water that I can swim in. Oh my goodness gracious. Like I can jump in these paintings. Open world before open world became a thing. Open world. And what was so cool is I don't even know this. I don't even know like the psychological, like the psychological path to how we learn how to play games. But like, Mario 64, you would just jump into a painting and it would have like almost like a riddle where it would be like, you know, (laughs) yeah, and you would see that the star that was highlighted would say like something like Unchained, Unchained Chomp or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now that one's pretty straightforward, but like there's ones that are super ambiguous, like wall kicks will work. And I'm like, okay, I know what a wall kick is, Yeah. but when and where do I do it? And I would just run around this world, wall kicking off, and then finally you would do it and be like, there's a star up there. Yes. And I just, I loved that. And again, that's not something that could probably even exist in the internet age. Yeah. Because you would see pictures of it on your Instagram, the Explore tab, on Facebook, whatever. Nintendo 64, Mario. uh, I almost put Odyssey here, except for the fact that I haven't completed Odyssey yet. There's a couple of the moons that I haven't gotten. And the fact that I can't get them takes a little bit away. So I played Odyssey because I borrowed it from my godson, who then, he's seven. He's like, can I have it back? I'm like, dude, you're not playing it. I know this for a fact because you're playing other things. And it's like a separation thing. But I get it because I would not like anybody else to borrow my games. Here's what I don't like about Odyssey. Okay. There's too many moons. I agree. Why do I need to search the grass for a moon? That's not finding a moon. That's luck. Yeah. You know, like all of a sudden you got to use the parrot to find these things. Going back to Mario 64, when you found a star, God damn, you found that star. Yep. And there wasn't anything hidden about it. Like you accomplished it. I felt like 30% of the moons could have been cut out. Yeah. Because they were hidden beneath a rock. I agree. There was a line you know? to be drawn in Odyssey that they that they didn't have the restraint to draw. Yeah. But like to this day with Mario sixty four, I think the thing I loved about it too is it was the first game that I memorized. Oh yes. Um I have good memories up until like the third floor. Yeah. I agree. With the, with the clock. Like I can It I, starts to get hard. Then. I could go rote to rote, star, 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 but then I'm real hazy. Up on the third floor right now. Yep. Well, you know, I think the other thing that was so rewarding is in that first land that you go into, its name is escaping me right now, right? But you climb all yeah. the way to the top, you run around the guy, you throw him, you yeah, crack King, him. King Bomb yeah. yeah, you can't throw him all the way off. That's a problem. You just got to throw him. Until that, you, what, you a mechanic, what a twist. <laughs> right. I'm just going to throw this guy off. And yeah. the game designers were like, no, you got to start over. And by the way, he just threw you down. And you're like, this is the worst. <laughs> so one of my favorite parts then, it was like the first time I've ever experienced this in a game because you figure also at that point too, I'm, I know a lot about Mario. Yeah. Mario's left to right quick as you can, jump over this, this and that. You don't always go back to other worlds. The fact that you couldn't get that one star until you had the wing cap. Right. Well, you couldn't get the wing back. cap. Yes. And it's like, and so I was always revisiting and I was just like, it was cool. I think it was the beginning of my yeah. like pseudo OCD though. But, We'll unpack that in another podcast. Cool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, Mario Kart is an excellent, or Mario Kart, uh, Mario 64. And Mario Kart. And Mario Kart. I mean, the best part about Mario Kart, too, yeah. is I'm a few years older than you, is when that Nintendo 64 came out, and it had all four holes in the front, and all you, your buddy just needed to bring the controller over, yes. and we could plug it in, and we're playing four-player on, on Mario Kart. That was fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, PlayStation had the multi-tap, but... but 
multiplayer games were revolutionized yeah. right there in Nintendo 64. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's move on to the music space. Yeah, Greg Greg talks about a lot of bands I've never heard of. Yeah. I love them dearly, but I don't know any of those bands that he talks about. Yeah. So I'm going to return the favor and give him three bands he's never heard of that I would love for him to listen to. Music is my weakest oh, good. Uh, category here. Uh, just because I I don't follow things, I listened to some stuff back in the day, but mostly I will throw on my number one that I'll I'll get here in just a few minutes. Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll kick it off real quick. Funny story number three. It's a band called Voxtrot V O X T R O T. They got a couple of albums. I discovered them via you know. Uh, Pandora's algorithm that that gives you some new music. Oh, nice! I was head over heels in love with them. Went to their website to see when I could see them tour. They broke up a decade ago, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but their music's pretty good. Uh, there's one song called "Raised by Wolves," and the other song is called "The Start of Something." I think you could listen to them right now and say, "Oh, cool! I like that." Nice. Uh, my number three is a band called Islands. Okay. Nice. I saw it on your monitor. Right? Yeah, it was actually, I was li- uh, just listening the other day. And um, not many albums, but they're most famously known for a song called Rough Gem. Okay. But th- the secret song that I like is song number one, which tells a story of an apocalyptic event, and it's nine minutes long. It's awesome. It's outstanding. And I'll, uh, I don't have the name uh, with me right now, but I will... Share that along at a later yeah. Maybe date, we'll do a maybe we'll do a Spotify playlist and, Im- and embed it on our sites. That's a great idea. Um, so number two for me is actually a band that's slightly familiar to all of you if you've ever listened to my podcast. They do my intro music and my outro music. Excellent. Uh, they've done well. They've done my intro music and outro music yeah. with uh, uh, with apologies and not permission. I just figured they like me enough that they would never Fair. yell at me. Uh, the band is TJ Kong and the Atomic Bomb. Uh, they started out as a band that was just a lead singer and a drummer. Yeah, uh, I've known the drummer since high school. The lead singer is like uh, his vocal cords were like molded by God and just sent down to this earth as a 20 some year old man. Yeah. And similar to you with the telling story things, you listen to TJ Kong and the Atomic Bomb. First off, you've never heard a voice like it. Second, you assume that he puts it through some sort of filter. Third, you go see him live, and he doesn't. He just has this amazing voice, this amazing wow. ability to tell stories. And I oftentimes think when I listen to this band, like, where the heck did that come from? Yeah. Uh, but you can dance to their music. You can be happy to their music. You can be sad to it. They don't have a ton of stuff up on Spotify. Your best bet sometimes is to go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow, someday, someway, with their permission, I'll take some of their very earliest stuff, which is really lo-fi. It's before they added two other guys to the band. Some of that's the most charming music. I like it. So my cool. second band is TJ Kong and nice. the Atomic Bomb. Circling back, and Ryan can uh, justify this. I did not use my phone, but that song is called Swans. Nice. Okay, it, it came back to me as, you know, it's called the Wheel of Fortune. Let's nice. come back. Uh, number two for me is a band that started indie, stayed indie, got a little bit bigger, but has virtually dropped off, in my opinion. Modest Mouse. Yeah, I love Modest Mouse. I love Modest Mouse. Big high school. You know, that was a big indoor in our high school times, yeah. I'm sure. 
I have a lot of their CDs still. Cool. You know, from Dramamine to uh, what it was. Uh, oh, man, all the. the see, that's, this is where song. I'm not good in music because I don't know album titles. Right. You know, um, but they're, I think they got big. Name some songs. Was it Franz Ferdinand? Franz Ferdinand. Was that the name of their song? No. Uh-oh. But. I've confused them with someone else. You have confused them with something, someone else. Yeah. Float on. Yes. Thank you. I had to uh, play, play. I played that a little bit on the guitar. That was a fun song to play. Uh, Float on was a good one. That whole album, Float on, uh, what that Float on is on. Yeah. Is a uh, it's a pretty good banger. Uh, and then they came out with a like newer, I think album, and I don't really remember the year, but Dance Off I remember was a, a song to it. So yeah, Modest Mouse was a pretty big influence. It was either Modest Mouse or Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I, I listened to Limp Bizkit a little bit, yeah. Dude, me, th- I was big in Limp Yeah, with Limp $3 bill. Yeah? Oh, my that was, gosh. That was, a, that was an on repeat Look, on the, the first CD time player I, The first lot. time I heard Faith. Oh. I mean, like, obviously I was aware there was a cover, but, like, like yeah, that yeah. whole, like, rock out of. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. I had, like, this whole I even enjoyed the chocolate starfish and a hot dog flavored water. I did. Up to there, I was yeah. in. And then, sure. you know, after that, they kind of. I don't even know what they did after that. But those three albums, they weren't bad to this day. I enjoyed it. To this day, I still put on Significant Other. Yeah, that's going. Going. And I like how like uh, I like how the songs play into each other. Yes, a that's lot. that was a big big thing for me. And you know what? It stinks on some of these music streaming services that stop the song. There's a pause or latency, and then it plays on a CD player. You didn't get that. That's it true. just rolled right into the next one. It's true. Ah, good days. Need double A batteries though. So my uh, <laughs> so my number one favorite band. Um, now this isn't ever. Okay, this isn't my favorite band yeah. ever, right? My favorite band ever is like the Beatles. Everyone's favorite band ever is like the Beatles, okay? But favorite band right now, band I can recommend, I want to share with all of you guys, is Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Cool. They, Sounds fun. They've got three albums. The title of their band is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but they're just this great indie sound of one, two, three, five musicians. Their live show is incredible. Again, they tell, I don't even know if they tell stories. Mm-hmm. It's not like, well, welcome to the, but their harmonies create these crescendos yeah. and these feelings. Very few bands that I've ever listened to from top to bottom. That's the one thing about Rainbow Kitten Surprise is they probably have 33, maximum 40 songs between right. their three albums. Every You could turn it on, put it on shuffle, and it's not like, a, don't listen to that one. It's not like a band that's like, oh, their singles are great. No. Their entire discography is beyond impressive. Uh, if you're going to start listening to them right now at this moment. Don't th- do that because we're talking. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> all three of their all three of their albums are different. So if you listen to one, go to the next. And you don't like it, go to the next one. Fair. Or go back to the first one. I'm basically implying to start right in the center. Okay, cool. Um, but once you listen to one or two of them and like them, you like the second and third. So that's my awesome. number one band, Rainbow Kitten Surprise. That I don't have a story for my number one because it's just the things that I go to when I'm working. Sure. Like doing some grades, doing stuff around the house, uh, cleaning up the command center down here is just movie soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, my goodness. So, I like, can't... obviously, John Williams is, like, the, it's not really my go-to because... It's that's too like much. effort, you know, yep. like you got to think about it. But like anything from Michael Giacchino, mm-hmm. anything from uh, uh, Ramen 
Dweegee from Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, he does a great job. Uh, Elfman, right? Yeah. He's one Hans Zimmer, you know, anything yeah. like that. Hans Zimmer, You're So Cool from True Romance. Awesome. See, that's I, I like that. Uh, Michael Giacchino comes to mind. I'll remind you that he tweeted at Star Wars three weeks ago. Just says, hey, Star Wars, what's up? That's it. Did, has not said anything since then. Wow. Now, we know that he has connections to J.J. Abrams. Sure. So he Through might, Lost, uh, through which Lost, soundtrack is beautiful. Right? And he has connections to the MCU. Yeah, he did. Spider-Man's. Okay. Both Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, there's a lot, lots of fun stuff going on here. So anyway, so the movie soundtracks for me, just one of those things that I can put on. But one thing that I love about movie soundtracks is being able to pinpoint the exact scene mm-hmm. in which that soundtrack has happened. And my buddy Will put together, I'll share it with you, the entire MCU's soundtrack in one playlist from start to finish. Wow. Every movie. Now, 23 movies. Yeah. It's only, you know, like 6 to 12 hours of songs. So it's good stuff. So, yeah, movie soundtracks for me is a big deal. Yeah. I like it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, so finish up. We got the TV and movie section, which we're not a top three here, just kind of things we've watched in the summer uh, because we're teachers. Yeah. Right? Which also means we're very busy people. So my the the one show I watched came out. I have no idea how long ago. I finally finished Daredevil. Nice. Daredevil season three. I was completely satisfied. Loved it. I'm a huge fan of all the guys on that show. I'm yeah. so disappointed that we may be living in a world where we don't get to see Daredevil I know. again. Netflix owns the character, right? Yeah. Well, or the likeness it, it, of the character, or however that works. There's there's some sort of weird something between Marvel yeah. Studios and Marvel TV. But yeah, that was the first thing I watched this summer. I owed it to myself to catch up. Yeah. Glad I did. Nice. Uh, to stay in that realm, I finished off Jessica Jones season three, and I loved it. Really? Up until the last 30 seconds. Uh-oh. Did oh, you see man. it? I haven't watched it. Okay. Then I won't spoil that But for I will you. now. But uh, I really enjoyed the direction it went. There was a... You know, uh, you, you can gauge a good villain by not being able to figure out how they're going to defeat them. Yeah. And so there's, there's nice twists Ooh. and turns in this. So uh, definitely give it a go. But it's just too long in episodes. Yeah, you said it's That's 13. It's, it's, it's a 13, 14, 15. I forget Ooh. how much it is. Um, anything else for you? For uh, you know what show I, I started? It's my, it was my late summer watch. Um, I got into Mindhunter. Now, you're the second person that told me about Mindhunter. Season two just dropped. So mm-hmm. I went back, watched season one. thing I like about it, it's a young hotshot cop, uh, FBI guy. It's about the beginning of the behavioral analysis unit at at in the FBI. Okay. So it's fundamentally a period piece. It's somewhere in the 70s. He's got like a grizzled vet as his partner. But what's cool is, and the one thing I appreciate, is the grizzled vet is not all that cliche. He's got some serious depth to him. Got it. Uh, Main character, also, fun fact, I'll be seeing Hamilton a week from Sunday. Uh, The main character is the original King George in Hamilton. Okay. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, I'll check that out. You saw Stranger Things 3, I'm sure. Of course, yeah. Right? So that was obviously... The reason why you watch that show as quick as possible is so you can go back on the internet. Yep. Because there <laughs> were things happening like on Twitter that I was like, this seems fun, 
but I don't know what it's referencing. And then you have to go radio silence for a few days. So I definitely, this was one that I binged. Um, what was the line in the beginning where it's like, shouldn't you be home? And it's like, shouldn't you be dead? Or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. Between, with their brother and sister, right? Uh, uh, um, I've, and here's another thing. Wait, I couldn't tell you any of Ma- their names. Max and Billy? Yeah, no, it was between... Oh, the sassy young African American girl. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, their brother and sister. Their brother and sister, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, she was good. Now, of course, I think her. She was probably the. I think that was the least likable character for me. It was, I, I it was just like it, I, it probably just a hair too much. I want to say it's unrealistic, but. We, the entire we, show is unrealistic. Well, I was going to say, we also both teach children, meet a lot of different personalities. But uh, I loved the idea of the mall because that brought that brought back nostalgic memories, I'm sure, for you too. Oh, yeah. Walking into FYE and, you know, just kind of like hanging out, like listening to music. But for me to have a secret organization underneath of it was just wonderful. Like every, it hit all the right beats yep. for me for sure so stranger things three yeah we had talked off mike about our appreciation for harry potter and i think one of the things i love about harry potter and it's the same thing i love about stranger things three is when you take it's the same thing i guess i love about stranger things in general is when you take my world the world i'm very 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 familiar with yep. a world where there's malls a world where there's train stations and so on and so forth and you basically turn around and say oh and just over here is something you wouldn't even believe. Yellow bear. You know, like, so that's, I agree, man. Stranger Things was great. Sunset Moon. I think those were the three shows I got a chance to watch this summer, and that's it. So, you didn't see The Boys? Nope, haven't watched it yet. You gotta give that a shot. So, The the Boys covered The Boys last episode. Did you listen to their last episode? No. Because they spoiled the heck out of it. But you know what? They gave the time codes. This is a good plug. Skip through, right? They gave the time codes in the spot. So I love... Minute 21 to 51, I think it was. Yeah, Yeah. I've been listening to it on Spotify, and you can just click it, and it just takes you to it. Yes. It takes you to the 50-minute mark. I'm like, this is awesome. I tried to do that for my show the other day and didn't do it right. I think... You you and Greg know how to do it. You're going to have to tell me how to do it. it, I'll show you how to do it. You do it in your... In your feed, it's pretty pretty slick. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, the boys was the boys was good. Uh, my jaw dropped multiple times during each episode. Really, in disbelief, and they went there. Uh, Agents of Shield season six, I finished off. I thought that was very good. We talked about that already. Um, that's pretty much all the show shows I watched uh, for TV for movies. I just saw Detective Pikachu. Did you? I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. It is darn good. I look it's not to like it. really good. I get you, but you'll be. I think I smiled for the first twenty-five minutes of the movie. Yes, I was just so enamored. Hundred uh, percent. The way they weaved the story and the lore of what we know and married it to the movie, you should be satisfied with that because cool. they didn't retcon anything. They weaved the story in appropriately, so you'll enjoy that. And then, of course, we saw. Far from home. Yep. You are wearing a t shirt. I'm wearing the t shirt. I have a nice new bag. Yes, you do. I'm taking that into work tomorrow. I don't give a damn. I'm going to. I'm going to show off, show it off. Nice. Uh, far from home. Greg, it is unacceptable. Unacceptable. That you have not seen this movie. My rules for movie is two weeks. You get two weeks to see a movie. And if you haven't seen it in two weeks, sorry, bud. We get to talk about this. As a curator of, of pop culture, it's unacceptable. It, yeah. Listen, we get it. You're busy. You're 
quotes moving. You're a quote dad. You're on the quote radio. Doesn't matter. You should have seen this movie. But I think they can break ties with Spidey from the MCU based on the final end credits cutscene. I agree. That's kind of where I'll just leave that because yeah, and well, that's you know actually it could go either way. Yep. But I think they can use that to their advantage to break it up. Yep. Uh, yep. Anybody that's seen the movie knows exactly what you're talking yep. about. Except I agree. for Greg, who doesn't know what we're talking about because he hasn't seen the movie, even though it's been out for a while. They're re-releasing it in IMAX. Yeah, and well, scenes, okay. Right? I'm gonna give you a little bit of. You're gonna get a little bit of Ion Ryan behind the scenes. So I got the opportunity to do all the promotions on behalf of Sony. Yeah, and I do this phone call with this with this very intelligent guy, and he goes, "All right, man. Listen, there's this great scene. It's a hilarious scene. I really like it. It's right at the beginning of the movie. Peter Parker goes and gets his passport. So we're gonna go ahead and the photo souvenir we're gonna give away is uh, it's a passport. You can make a passport. So I had to go on this like deep web dark web russian website to find like a template and buy a u.s post office uh, passport template um super high res looks great this seems not safe and not safe at all you wonder why i got ransomware correct that's what i was kind of so, going with so i i buy that i make it i send it to the guy he says this is awesome we do promotions for the movie in the span of i think we we did the activation for about 30 hours took thousands of pictures 3,500 pictures 3,200 pictures somewhere in that regard I'm like oh guys get your passport get ready just like Peter Parker just like in the movie and you saw it in the yeah, trailer yeah. I see the movie they cut it out not one second he's like what's up I'm Spider-Man I'm getting on this plane and that's it so that's the footage that they're going to include on the Labor Day re-release oh congratulations you oh. made it <laughs> You made it, man. I finally made it. By the it. way, Sony is doing that as an FU I to agree. Disney. Yeah. Just that's what they're doing. Like yeah. no, you need us. We're gonna re release it and we're gonna see what the numbers look like. Yeah. See if they're better than Endgame. For sure. For sure. Well, that moves us on to the pick of the week. Yeah. Uh my pick of the week is gotta be. Hopefully you're listening to this in a timely fashion. AEW's all out on Sunday, live from Chicago. Uh I, I from the very first episode of the Ion Ryan show I was hammering home the idea that yep. wrestling is a really interesting art form that it should be respected with all the same the same reasons that we love Harry Potter and Game of yep. Thrones and everything else we've talked about here for several hours. Uh, you've got a bunch of young guys in Cody Rhodes, Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Brandy Rhodes, and the owner of it all, Tony Khan. Uh, they are trying to revolutionize the art form. Uh, this is the final show before they go live on TNT on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great introduction. I think that we might see one of the best pro wrestling matches ever in the 100-plus-year art form mm-hmm. in Pac and Omega. So if you get a chance, at least watch the pre-show. And if you can, pay the 50 bucks and watch it. Do it. <laughs> What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is the D23 Star Wars footage. Top to bottom. I don't... We don't break down anything screen cap but top to bottom nostalgia feels music 15 million views in three days is outstanding it's one of a kind jj abrams probably has very little to do with the that creation uh 
but whoever created it, I could watch trailers all day. Yeah. I still watch the Force Awakens teaser. Yeah. I, when I, Finn pops up. <gasps> and then he's like, there has been an awakening. And have it's you like, felt and it? And then it's footage we never see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I find myself just, walking sometimes, and I would just say, like, it's been an awakening. Have you felt it? And I'm like, my brain's so weird. Because yeah. also, by the same token, we're going on 11 years of this. The Dark Knight, you've changed things forever. There's no going back. The first Dark Knight teaser before we even saw Heath Ledger's Joker. I, that pops in my brain all the time. This popped in my brain about the Dark Knight the other day, and it was the, he missed! That part. <laughs> that part where, you know, he, I think he shoots the harpoon or whatever yep. it was, and then yep. goes around, and the truck driver's like, he missed! I, I, We used to joke about that all the time <laughs> when that came out, and then the truck explodes. I remember seeing that in theater. That was wild. Dude, I'd say that right now. I awesome. saw that at midnight. Yeah. And then they were running shows all night at Oxford Valley, just, so I drove from Franklin Mills to You're Oxford wild. Valley to watch it. Came out, sun was up, got breakfast yeah. with the boys. I love it. So D23, the special look, not trailer, of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Which brings us to our wrap-up. So we covered, obviously, D23 in length. We went over Marvel stuff. We went over Star Wars stuff. We went over the rest of the catalog of Disney Plus. The site has crashed. Will you subscribe? Let us know. Maybe we'll do a little social. Uh, we took care of our gaming space, our music, our TV and movie section. We did our pick of the week. Hey, do you have a podcast? Yeah, so uh, it's called the Ion Ryan Show. It's just getting off the ground. Right. Uh, young, scrappy group of guys. Uh, they're doing this whole thing called the We Pod Squad. Never heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it turns out, actually... Uh, my commitment, my ability to do this every week, it's, it's a little bit challenging. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting in there, I'm doing like a three count thing, yep. and then I'm talking about something for usually a half hour to an hour to 45 minutes. I can't do that every week, though. Yeah. Thankfully, there's this guy, haven't met him, uh, he does a show the other Tuesday. Yeah, uh, I hear he's a nerd. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's called The Last Podcast, presented by MRC Tech, hosted by Sean. And uh, basically, the concept is that we're in the unknown regions, and we're just gathering a bunch of data, uh, including uh, the hyperspace spot, which is an immediate news article. There's nothing more annoying than having to listen to an introduction for 15 minutes. I need the news. I'm giving you the news right away. We then go into the Holonet highlights, followed by the breakdown of That's No Moon, and that comes out every other Tuesday. But stay tuned as the first little inclination of reading the stars came out just this morning. Nice. And by this morning, I mean yesterday morning, as we are now into Thursday, officially 1.05 in the morning. This We Pod Squad takeover is officially in day two. <laughs> so we did it. We lasted nearly two days, two full days, taking over this podcast. <laughs> and, of course... Follow all the social media accounts. We podcast and we know things. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Iron Ryan. If it Iron Ryan wasn't available, you ain't gonna find him. So Iron Ryan on all your socials: Twitter, Facebook, uh, web pages, mrctechllc.com, and MRC Tech across all the socials. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, interact with us. We're nice people. Most of the time. Most of the time, 
we'll interact with you. We have some nice fans out there. So hopefully you enjoyed this wee pod squad takeover. And uh, you'll catch us in a few years when you finally make it back to the show after unsubscribing after this episode. Yeah, right? Dude, we've been here for like six hours. We took breaks. We've taken breaks, but we've, we've been together. We've gotten to know time. each other. We never met each other, really, before today, right? We've never met each other. We took an hour of orientation time. <laughs> we did. We, we did. did. A, we did an icebreaker. We did. We it did. Was, hey, uh, Ryan, you live four minutes away from me? We do. How haven't we not seen each other in Acme? Yeah, then we proceeded to tell one another uh, our life stories, Correct. really, from birth. Um, not conception, thankfully. Would have been awkward. I have no details. <laughs> I can make them up. <laughs> you want me to? So yeah, no. guys, that was so much fun, dude. Like I said, let's let's try and figure out a couple times where we can do this again, and get together. And as they say, in a galaxy far, far away, may the Schwartz be with you. Be great. Be grateful. Greg and Sam will be back next week. Thankfully. <laughs>